Hello everybody, how's it going and welcome back to the As Always podcast, uh, episode 133. I'm one of your hosts James and I'm joined as always by Tyler. As always, how's it going my friend? Pretty well, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah. Raring for some gaming, this cursed yeah. episode that almost didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> an episode of pain. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, been 15 minutes True since we meant to start pain. recording, so <laughs> yeah. there's that. But uh, we're joined by Ethan today, another one of the four right. killers. How uh, how's everyone doing? Uh I'm I myself I'm doing fantastic. I've just sat here with a Good with stuff. an orange t shirt on that makes me feel obnoxious. It's great. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that was That's me last yeah. episode of this show. Um, yes. Really ugly orange t shirt. Oh yeah, no, it's um, got it's got these two hideous blokes on it that look that pretend I think to be like men in black or something. But they're, yeah. they're just they're just there. <laughs> nah, they're just a couple of my employees. Yeah, um, there don't you worry go. about them. Uh, I've got my people can see in my camera. I got my door open that's usually not open, so I'm looking after um, uh, my dog. My parents are away this weekend, so they dropped off the dog to my house. So I've left it ajar so the dog can fucking come in and out because she likes to wander around. So if you see a dog walking around in the background, that's what's happening. That's what is call out. I don't Um, think you ever have to apologize for the presence of a dog. So no, Coco, come say hi. Oh yes, get the dog. Get the dog in. Dog cast. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to drop a like for the dog. Um, but she, might, she, she might be upstairs, so she might not hear me. But she will wander back oh, and shit. forth because she just wants to be around people and it's just me right now. But house nice going to bed. Uh, thank God because there were, um, it was a long weekend here and everyone came home drunk after I got home from work <laughs> um, and were singing karaoke upstairs. And that was the beginning of how we couldn't record on time. There's yeah. the doggo. Hey, Coco. Yeah. Oh, yes. Bro. Come Dog, who I cannot see, but do comprehend. Yeah, we can't see, but... Come say hi. Come, come sit up here. No, <laughs> no, she's, she's Hello, she's dog. Goodbye, oh, dog. Yeah, no. Dogs are always camera shy. Like they'll they'll be perfectly they'll be perfectly lovely when there's no camera about. You get a camera out and they just hide. They just they just hide and try to do That's something as unflattering as possible. You know, rumor has it if you like the like the podcast, uh, the dog will come closer and be here. So yeah, you know, you know, like goes. drop a like, drop a like. They like, they drop like, a like engagement. For the dog. Yeah. Oh, she's on screen now. You can see her. Oh yes, oh, lovely. Everyone must have liked love, the podcast. Lovely, lovely dog. All right, she's jumped on the bed. There we go. Look at hey Coco. There you are. Say hi to everyone. Say hi to <laughs> the the tens of thousands of listeners that only the it, video podcast people will see. It'll be magnificent if Coco then shat on the bed. Just. And it really wouldn't be. I'd Not be for you, upset. but f- but for no. us. I mean, because yeah. then you'd have to just sit there with the shit on your bed as you finish the podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, that would have yeah. been that. That would be somewhat shocking, actually. So, Coco, don't don't get the episode demonetized on YouTube, please. Yeah, please don't, Coco. Um, but thanks, she's, Coco. She's a Jack Russell cross poodle. For those wondering, she looks more Jack Russell, but she has the long legs of a poodle. That's about it. But she looks and barks like a fucking Jack Russell. Has a hypo Jack Russell senses, but it's what a it hefty is. Hefty poodle, a heftiest yep. poodle. She's he- she's hefty. People are gonna be mad, but she's now sitting behind my chair, and I've got to face the, the camera poodle. so we can do this. So we can do this podcast anyway. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Top five poodles in the community. Sorry, all right. <laughs> The uh, As Always podcast brought to you by patreon.com forward slash as always, as always, entertainment powers this. So it wouldn't happen without our producers over there. So that is King Richard III, Josh Duvillier, Damien Olberic, Avery Dobbs, Cat94, Real Cinema, 
Colton, the Cream Pie King, and Ballshack47, the Liar and Deceiver. Thank you, Sweet Vintage Lads, for producing this show and making it happen. If you like what you're listening to or seeing here, and you want to see more, head over to patreon.com forward slash as always, and for just $1 a month, you can get exclusive access to the Clubhouse podcast, the best podcast on the internet that comes out every week. This podcast doesn't get released, plus early access to the Cinema Room podcast, and early access mm-hmm. to videos that James and I do with big projects. And uh, more exclusive, fun little perks. So head over there and check us out. Um, Support us. Our goal of 300 patrons. We are very close to it for 2020, uh, which is very exciting. So thank you for all the support. All right. Let's uh, get into it, lads. Um, What uh, what are we playing at the moment, Uh, Ethan? What's the game of choice these days? Well, oh god, like what am I playing right now? Well, yeah, what? Yeah. I just did not right this second, but right, you know, right, this, right. right this second, I'm 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 playing my brain. No, I've just finished do, um, doing a playthrough of The Witcher Three Hearts of Stone expansion. Um, that's ah, was, that's was something lovely and good. Um, I just also finished the Mafia Definitive Edition, and that was that was pretty damn fantastic, I must say. And yeah, right. and now until something else drops, I'm sort of stuck with nothing really to play. But I did give that Star Wars Squadrons a try as well, and that was that oh, was, how's that? That was that was you know what? It was all right. It wasn't it wasn't a game that I'd say you could sink too many hours into, but you could have a bit of fun with it. So right, can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I one of my favorite games of all time, like growing up, was um, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Oh, I yeah. fucking loved it. So this um, this is a, a standout. When I first saw it, I was like, holy shit. This is yeah. so much nostalgia. Uh, did you ever play Rogue Squadron? Yes, I did. W- where does this stack up? Uh, old one's better. But that's because of nostalgia. Like this one yeah, is that's a good point. this one's a this one's a you know more modern obviously. But I get the feeling it's designed for VR. Like I get the feeling it, like the feeling it's meant to be a VR game, but you can play it without and at times it feels a bit weird but when you're actually flying about shooting at shit and all that stuff it is quite lovely and feels quite good and then you have then you can divert the power between your end between your engine your uh, your shields and your and your weaponry and then you can do some hefty stuff and it just makes you feel a bit more you know immersed in what's going on around you because you have more autonomy over the um over the over the starfighter you're in and i think that's i think it's really neat um but you know, for nostalgia's sake, I'd say that Rogue Squadron, you know, come on, it's not yeah, gonna go. It's cool. not gonna go there, no. is it? <laughs> no, no. There's so much about Rogue Squadron that's just so such a standout thing. Um, so yeah, just from the voices, like I still remember the like the fucking voices and phrases that some of the like NBC characters would make and stuff like that. Like it's just so great. Um, but I've watched um, gameplay of it recently just purely because of Squadron coming out. And I was like, man, this doesn't hold up, hey, <laughs> from what I remember. What a fucking <laughs> just, just absolutely does hold up. Uh, but just the music and the character voices, I still like remember so fondly. So that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fun. got a nice art style as well. Um, Star Wars Squadrons does. Like, I yeah. like the art style. I like, I like, I like what it's going for. It's a nice, it's a nice game. I haven't played the Mafia Defini- Definitive Edition yet. You have, and James, you have as well. What, what was it like? I have. Well. Do you want to go uh, first or shall I, James? Uh, yeah, let me go first because yeah, yeah. I feel like you had a better experience than I did. Uh, yeah. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm excited not, about this. I'm not done with it yet. Uh, I'm still streaming it, but it has been a bit of a mess on my end, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I 
for a start there's a lot of and it might this might be a difference between the pc version and the console version but for me there has been a ton of like graphical issues just constantly it reminded me a lot of mafia 3 to be honest in terms of oh, no. the way just shadows wouldn't load in for some reason you'd get pop-ins all over the place uh lighting issues where like you've got like the sun coming around a corner or coming through a window would just like spaz out um <laughs> and it was Jesus. just so weird it's just really fucking weird and also I, this is an issue that I just have with the game in general. Is the game this like the story itself is like fine and cool. I've got my own issues with that, but it's whatever. Um, but the way it plays just feels fucking horrible, and I hate it. I just think it plays like an arcade game, like it plays like an old game, but looks like a new game, and it just doesn't so work. So it's almost for me. It like it feels like a remaster right. on a remake. Uh, kind of, I don't know, because I've never played the original. But to me, it feels like a game that was made in two thousand two that just looks like a game that was made now. Um, and that's just how it plays for me. I just, it just doesn't, the shooting is weird. The only thing I'll say is really cool and is fun is the driving, I think, works well and all the cars feel different and it's got a good, there's some good physics there. But I think the animations look really poor. The running looks weird. The shooting's bad. Like sometimes you'll be going through the a chase faces. sequence and like the character will be like jumping up things and like the animation doesn't finish and there's no like lead into the next. It's just like these weird jump animations and then you land and like you fucking just hit the ground like a sack of bricks. It's so fucking weird. Um, <laughs> that is so weird. It's it's uh, just it's yeah. so it's such an odd game. It just feels like they didn't quite polish it enough. They didn't finish it, um, but it feels almost like it's close to it. Like, but but I've been enjoying it. Maybe sometimes for the wrong reasons, but I've been having fun streaming it anyway. Yeah, no, I I feel you on a lot of that. Um, especially you know not the the not polished point because it certainly is not. I think on PC for some reason this time around, usually PC gets the shit end of the stick when it comes to optimization and stuff like that. And Dennis is barking in the background. I really apologise. I need to go downstairs and curb stomp him. Uh, no, I I think on PC this time around though it's not doing too badly. Like um. Obviously, there's still a few issues. There's some lighting issues. The faces look. I don't. I don't. I don't even know where to begin on those. They they look modern, but not. So they have that modern. So like James said, mm-hmm. feels like a 2002 game that you know just has the skin of a 2020 um, experience, if you will. The faces, for example, some of them look ridiculous. And also, the scenes and the storytelling and the narrative is designed to be as in keeping impossible as possible with the 2002 game. Uh, or whenever it came out, I can't remember. And uh, as a result, some of the scenes fall flat because it's like you know and that that structure of two characters just talking, um, and and it just goes somewhere. And I mean, I don't, I I, I wouldn't call it bad overall. Like I've been having a great time with it. Um, I quite like the story. I think um, it jumps a bit all over the place, which again is it, it plays into that too. You no, know, old game repackaged, if you will. Right. Because instead of fleshing out, they've added some flesh to the story. They really have, but they've instead of fleshing out in between things, you're jumping from this point to this point to this point. You know, you do one thing here, then you move on here, and you're in a different scenario altogether. And so you don't see everything really play out. You just see after it has, and when you're on to the next thing. And um, that's so odd. That's it so is fucking odd. It's a bit of odd storytelling, yeah. but uh, but I feel like it, in a two, you know, it, for when it came out, like you know, that was the sort of style of a game. You know, it was more, it was more designed to be arcadey and stuff like that. And now they've remade it for now, but they want to be in keeping with it as possible, don't they? Um, and I guess I, that's what I I'm confused by. So it's like, I what can't. are they making it for to remake the game? But at the same time, they're like, but we also don't want to remake it, remake it. Well, yeah, everything's recast and remade. Reacted. Yeah, I guess it was remade by a different team, so it's, it's like not, they'd like. 
yeah. we want to remake hate, it hate, as faithfully as possible to the original sort of thing. I but hate to mm-hmm. make this comparison, right? But like, I'm going to give you an example. You're going to, you know, everyone's going to sigh in a second. So if they remade Assassin's Creed One, right, yeah, and then they still kept all the missions where it's like you're just doing the same missions over and over again, like that repetitive structure of like. Um, every sequence you go to get a target and you do an eavesdrop mission or you you know what I mean? Like if they didn't change that and make it a bit more of a variety of missions to find mm-hmm. a target, that's what it feels like where they tried like, where it's playing like an old game. Yeah, um, yeah. Though that's it what it feels like, like to me. Game. Yeah, it's got that they old should style. have fleshed out more. Because it's like when you look at something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's like they they haven't gone, oh, let's remake it but keep it faithful to Final Fantasy VII. They've gone, let's remake it but like what if we made it today? Like, how would we yeah. add so much to the exactly. story? How would we flesh out the gameplay? How would we change it so that the game feels like it could come out today? And that's how you do a remake. Whereas this feels a lot more like, let's just release the same game, but make it look a bit better. And that's... Um, I will say this. On, me. on PC, it does look stunning. Especially at night in, like, the rain. Like, because of the because of all the all the business going on these days, it just looks lovely. Um, mm-hmm. I, do, I, I can say that it does look nice at night. And yeah, yeah I did have a good time good with it. And it. the story isn't impossible to follow. It's not like they have fleshed it out a fair bit compared to what it used to be. I, 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 I feel. Had you played the original before, Ethan? Not to my understanding. I just, no, no, I didn't play it. I know people who said similar things. Like, this doesn't just, you know, take that story, put it over. It does add stuff to it. But I wouldn't say that it's, it's easy to follow in the sense of how it breaks things down. Um, it's what what... It's what you call it. It's not confusing. It's uh, it's just just I don't know, just fast, just quick. Sometimes it glosses over things, and you as a result, like infer a lot from like what they're talking about. Sort of like sometimes it will just skip, and then it will be like, oh, this thing happened in between, and like you're just sort of meant to figure it out. And it's a little bit weird. I, yeah, it's, and I it think it's very fast. Odd. Like, so I think the build up to the bulk of it's a bit confusing as well. Like, because I was just confused as to why I should give a shit about any of these characters, and like the the protagonists especially like he goes from driving a cab around and like he's scared of the mafia next minute yeah i'm fucking with you i'm working with you like it felt weird and people have said in the original he was almost forced into it because the opposing family was like gonna kill him and like he'd be fucked like he had to join them like he really had no choice and as he like joined them he found he actually kind of liked it and like got into that life but then he realized like oh it conflicted with how he felt as a person and like that was sort of the story that the original um, it was this like conflicting story, but the, in this one, like there is no, he's not forced into it. He's just suddenly is like, yeah, I'll fuck it. They batted, yeah, they batted his cab, and he went, you know what? I'm gonna fuck these I'm boys gonna, up. Let us go. Let us go get guys. in with the mafia. <laughs> yeah. And then he fucking kills some people with a baseball bat, and like it's the animations are all messy, and then he's just like bombing shit with fucking molotovs. It's fucking weird. It's and then it's he licks the, the then he licks the boot of the of of the kingpin, if you will. And then time just jumps ahead, and you're just a mobster. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, I've got a suit now, everything's good, I'm part of the family, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it does jump a ahead line. a lot. It does jump ahead, misses out quite a fair bit of flesh. But I think the story's pretty neat. Um, I will say this, it ended quite well, but I won't go into how. Like, it ended it ended yeah. quite nicely, it was quite a nice ending. Um, yeah. I presume you, ha- you haven't finished, have you, James? I have not, no. I'm, on, no, I'm, right. I'm getting close to the end. I think got a few chapters, like six or seven or something. Yeah, I shan't. I shan't go into you know how it how it you know works out. And then. I will play it, so yeah, don't go into. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, yeah. it's it's cool. a it's a good satisfying ending that'll, I mean, make you go oh, 
It'll make you go, oh. It'll make you go, oh. Guys. No, it will. It will make you go, oh. What? What's up? My my, my camera, um, it's just frozen. Oh, <laughs> just it's so, still... are you on OBS? Yeah. Yeah, I, when that happens to me, I just, like, click on it, change, and then reselect it again. Click on it. And it sort what? of reloads itself. Well, you know, so, like, double-click on it and change the device to something else and then change it back to it. Oh, right, okay. That's what I do. Okay, HD Pro yep. Webcam. Oh, God, it's really... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, it's, it's really overexposed. This is such a cursed <laughs> podcast. I'm this so is sorry. honestly... People don't understand what was going on behind the scenes. We probably should talk about it. Yeah, we yeah, should. This is, oh, God. What a disaster. Talk about the karaoke going on, but, like, George was... It was going to be a Four Pillars episode. George got sick. Um, then, like, James's camera just wasn't working, and I was just thinking to myself, guys, do we just call an audible and the universe is telling us don't record today? <laughs> Delayed the show 24 hours. But here we are. We're recording. We're trying. Screw the universe. Yeah, fuck, the universe. Fuck you, universe. Fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't change it. Leave well, it then. Camera, allow like, it. It's fine. Let's allow this episode to be cursed. I might have to, because it's not yeah, going any other it. way. And yeah, nobody, just the way it is. Nobody yeah, wants a podcast sort of... with me in it to not to not witness things oh, go God. cursed. You know, That's everything true. needs to go pear shaped. Otherwise, what is the point? Yeah, I've blurred it. With... All right, it should be okay. What mm-hmm. is wrong with you? So yeah, okay, mafia, pr- pretty all right. You know, <laughs> pretty all right. <laughs> mafia definitive edition. That's what right. I would. That's, that's what I would probably call it. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, all right. Pretty all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. I'm it's gonna fun. play it. It's enjoyable. I'll give it a crack. Yeah, I'll give it a crack for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent. What else are you playing, James? Uh, what else? You obviously I Hearts playing? of Stone. You've replayed yeah, played through Hearts video. of Stone. Yeah, of course. Been doing that. Uh, beyond that, uh, nothing really. I've been playing replaying through Final Fantasy VII Remake with Elva because we we played it. We started playing it before. Uh, Ghost of Shima came out, but then that came out, and I was playing that, and she was playing that, but now we've come back. Uh, we're playing through Final Fantasy VII again, uh, and it's great. I love revisiting it. It's so fucking good. It's just solidified how much I fucking love it, um, and that's, yeah, that's my yeah my happy place is Final Fantasy VII. Wow. Uh, I, but, I've only uh, played a little bit of it yeah. um, for a sponsorship. I love it so they, uh, much. It's... They said, hey, advertise our <laughs> game uh, for a little dosh, for a little wad of dosh, and I went, you know what? What a dosh. You know what? Why not? And so I so I did. I gave him a little bit of a, mm. I gave him a little bit of a, a, prom, a promotion, and it was it was <clears> it was a, it was a good time. Um, I don't know if I could say that the game would be vastly for me, but uh, mm-hmm. but you know I was ha- more than happy to advertise a game that I know people love, like mm-hmm. you know I already know people who love this game. Happy to happy to promote it, you know, for a little bit yeah. of dosh. Why not? Yeah, for sure. No. I'm. I'm. St- I still have only played it the one day I started playing it. I loved oh, everything no. I played so far. I just haven't. I just, bro. I have seven jobs and do push-ups. I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. You, 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 I you will have time. Like I will play it because again, I got four weeks today is my last day at full time. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I got part time, wow. and then um. Then you, you go get th- some serious gaming. You get, you get yeah. some serious serious gaming. You got any content prepared for uh, when when you're re- when you're you know off. And onto the um and onto the onto the grind. I I've, I mean I've got I've got it like planned in my head, but I don't have it prepared because I need the time to prepare it. 
Yeah, uh, but I, I, I have I have planned what I want to be working on when I get to that point. That's uh, what I mean. That's what I mean. Have you yeah, got no, start, I, have you got I, start, I, have you got a plan? I, I, yeah, I've got plans. I got plans, and I've got a plan right now of what I'm doing. I feel like I've got a good plan, but just what I'm doing with my channel at the moment, um, and I'm just putting out videos more now than I have, even though I am still full time, because I'm just trying to get the sort of snowball rolling, and hopefully the momentum builds and builds and builds before I start um, going. You know. Not full time what, YouTube, but full on, you know, YouTube in comparison. It is good. What I used it's a to good do. way to go, yeah. So I'm just trying mm. to pump out at least a video a week and stream once a week, um, yeah. And then still do the podcast highlights, and that's been working. The, you know, I do Fable videos or Horizon videos, and they get views. Obviously, my Assassin's Creed gets more views, but like, if I didn't do anything, if I did something that wasn't Assassin's Creed, it wouldn't get like even like a thousand views. Whereas now they do. Like, I put a Fable video, I get a few thousand views. I've got Fable subscribers, I've got Horizon subscribers, and I still yeah. you know do those AC videos and rant about it, and that gets lots of views, and um, it'll be good. And I'll play. Um, Valhalla when it comes out I've decided I'm going to do a platinum trophy stream so I'll just start streaming it and I'll, pl- and I'll, and I'll yeah. the series will continue until I get the platinum and then I'll never play the game again so that's the plan <laughs> yeah no, you're going to lose your mind my plan is just to wait for games to fucking come out and then play them that is about as in depth as my plans get yeah <laughs> you know um, I, go, I go right this game's coming out play it bit of dush and then away we go. With the dash. Keep the dough coming in, boys. Keep the dash coming in. Oh, that was exactly. Wrong, but, uh, exactly. I have a big. Uh. I have a big plan uh, because I've I've had to plan things because uh, I've got uh, like sponsorship things that are happening all the way until like mid December, and so I've had Holy to plan like shit. a bunch of videos that I'm going to be doing. Um, That's awesome. So I've got a big list of different things here um, that I'm going to be working on. But uh, yeah, currently yeah. it's hard to stone. Uh, which is going oh, well. Hopefully, I can get it done tomorrow and then get the fucking thing because it's it's really tight. Like I've got to get it, um, put it up on this thing so that the company fucking Skillshare can be like, yeah, that's good. You're ready to put it up. Um, and if that's the case, then I'll be good. But to can't go. you just do the do the um, <clears throat> the sponsorship aspect of the video and show them what you're going to say about it? Isn't that all they care about? Or do they want to no. see? Depends. Yeah. They want they want the whole thing. As like. unlisted, so they can. I don't know. I guess they want so to see how can, I integrate it. So, so that the, so, so they see how you integrate it, and also make sure that the video that it's integrated in doesn't doesn't make them look like cunts. Um, yeah, I guess they basically. want a video. Yeah, because they might be like, oh, we don't like you've put this in. You know, a a KKK video or something. Exactly. Oh, right. Yeah, that that's exactly like Worst a politically charged video. Or, there you right. go. You don't as long as you don't make yeah. them look po- politically affiliated or like assholes. Um, yeah. And it'll be like, oh, and it's, the and Witcher, it's somewhat, and it's somewhat, you know, mature and appropriate in some senses. Then it's fine. It's yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Fair, Absolutely fair wonderful. play, fair play. Yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I do have the. I was going to do the Valhalla real life history videos. Like, I do want to do those again. That uh, and having more time in my hands will make it so much easier to do because it's so impossible. Like, if I was going to work on that now, I would not put out any videos or stream at all. Because that's like all my free time would go to, um, to do those. But I'll just have to do it differently because the game will have already come out. So instead of it being a series about Viking and Saxon history leading into the game, it'll be, um, I think I'm going to do the series like going through the events of the game and then compare it to what happened in real life history with the real mm. um, people and, and integrate it with the locations you go to and talk about that and um, events 
historical characters and even you know when we have those sorts of middle east real assassin connections i can then link it to that you know history of the real assassins video as well so mm-hmm. um that's probably what i'll do with that so i'll still do that that's my valhalla plan stream it all and do those history videos and then yeah. just keep doing horizon forbidden west and fable updates and yeah um get into that i'm i'm streaming horizon now and try to finish that right before valhalla and then i'll do the fable trilogy after that yeah as well. that sounds like fun see what mm-hmm. as far as games are co- uh, concerned that i'm you know i'm gonna probably cover when it comes when when it comes to it i'm thinking obviously this month we've got watchdogs legion i reckon i'll give that a go just see oh, how it goes fuck that i mean i played three hours <laughs> of it uh, a couple months ago and i thought you know what no yeah if you take if you if you remove the the um if you remove the entire concept of the of the, is it the the community manager sticking a cat in in a in a, in a washing machine wait uh, what <laughs> yeah. no he was the he's the product product manager oh thing oh that, that that's guy. right that's that, right yeah that no guy. if you if you remove that guy that that, that guy yeah you know you, yeah. you know what <laughs> approach it as a I'll approach it as a game I'll be fair to it but um. I think I think mm-hmm. one of us has to go near it, like you know, for the yeah for the yeah, for the sake of keep... it can be you. it can definitely be you. <laughs> I'm, I what am would, more Jay... than happy to be the one to to to, to take the uh, the clap to games because you know that I will absolutely rip it to pieces and oh, it will be beautiful. Exactly. If I had like oh, I when I when I'm you know doing YouTube as my primary focus. I'll, any game, big game I play, I'll do like a nice review for and do that. I just don't have like this month. I wouldn't have the time to do Watch Dogs, but if I got and I wouldn't buy it either. Like if Ubisoft gave me a code, um, I'd play it just to do a ripping review on it. But like James, if I was to get the code like tomorrow, what would I say? I'd say I'm fucking. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing it, man. <laughs> no, I'm I'll be the. I'll playing it. I'll be more than happy to just give that game a go. I mean. I did play three hours a couple of months ago, as I said, and I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't come away from that thinking that was total shit. I came away from that thinking, all right, well, it just plays like Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs Two, but yeah. So so it's, so I know that I'm not gonna have any problems with how the game plays. I might not necessarily be too big of a fan of the whole concept of players. Anyone, I think that's just a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, I'll give it a go. Why not? What's the worst that could possibly happen um, um and then of course I mean, you've got Rexy. valhalla in november yeah. you've got cyberpunk um kingdom hearts can't... melody of memories oh Ooh. yes big big don't forget that can't forget the kingdom there Hearts. there is game. so much gaming happening end of this year spider-man all happening at once spider-man yeah crazy um, speaking of spider-man we have to talk about this new face model we fucking do okay we can't not talk about this on this show so where do you Um, stand with it then like where do you two stand with it well i mean personally i'm i'm personally like do i do you want to explain can someone for those okay yeah all right explain what's going on yeah so the so the so in the spider-man so the spider-man ps4 remaster coming as part of a bundle with spider-man miles morales for the playstation 5 where they've done a bunch of different stuff they've done uh they've added obviously ray tracing uh improved textures improved lighting improved frame rates um looks bits and bobs like that it looks incredible uh but also they have changed the the face model for peter parker um because they said they wanted a model that was closer to that of yuri lowenthal who is the mocap actor for peter parker and spider-man um 
and so they wanted a face model that matched his better so that when he's doing the mocap it translates better to the character model uh, to make it look more realistic which is fine um i'm at this point a lot of people so a lot of people are not happy about this um really angry about it a lot of there's just a lot of different opinions flying around uh i'm in the camp of it is obviously a weird change but if it had to be done it had to be done it's a really weird one it's going to take a bit of getting used to but it's how it is so you got to get on with it uh and that's just how it be i obviously at this point i prefer the original i think it it's got more identity to it and i recognize it and it's like that is the one like but obviously, over time, I'm going to get used to this new one. And maybe seeing it be more realistically animated is going to make me resonate with it more. And be like, that is Peter Parker now. And it's going to work. So I'm going to give yeah. it a chance. If I come out of Spider-Man, the, the remaster being like, nah, I still feel weird about it. Then that's how it is. But, um, you know, if it had to be done, it had to be done. I'm sure they wouldn't make this decision um, lightly. They wouldn't just decide, ah, oh, we're going to do it and tell them it's for this reason. Like... The yeah. only reason I could, the only other reason I could see him doing it, other than the reason they gave, is I guess because uh, maybe they fell out with the guy, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, but no. I, it's a weird one too, because it's like, why can you not? Why does the animation not translate? Like when you look at stuff that Naughty Dog does, you look at like um, the voice actor for for a character or the mocap actor for the character, and then the face model for the character. They look completely different as people. They look entirely different, but they managed to animate that well so i don't really understand their reasoning necessarily but whatever i mean let's be honest with ourselves like i i got a lot to say on this because the i'll get to the reason why i think they really have changed the face model because i don't think that's the real reason of what they've said i don't think that's Uh, and and there is a reason i think and i'm not it's neither here nor there we'll get to that in a sec but i think if you're gonna change the face right You've, you, you've done it by the start of the next generation, of which will make multiple sequels to this game in this generation, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You, you've done it to the first game. So now when people play it on the PS5, from the first game onwards, that's what the face looks like. It'll look the same in the second game, in Miles um, uh, Morales, and in the third game, however many they make, his face will look the same. The voice hasn't changed. People saying it's a recast? Like... Mm-hmm. The voice is the same. It's not a recast. It's the same character. It's the same actor actually playing mm-hmm. the character. It's just a different looking face. It's And it's, again, the first game. They've redone to the first game. It's not like in the Revelations where they changed the face model for Ezio. That was annoying because it was his third game. And I was like, this guy doesn't look, even look like him. But also, no one complained that much about recasting because it was still Roger Craig Smith voicing him. And that's what mattered way more than the face model. Yeah. As well. Sure. Uh, that's my two cents I think the face model looks fine I think I, I it, it'd be more weird if like the second game they changed the face model it's like okay that's a bit odd because you'd go from playing the first game if you were going to replay it and then you play the second game like why does he look so different whereas yeah. now it's like you can play the first game and then play the second game play Miles Morales and he looks there's, the same everywhere there's it's consistency just, you know, on the platform consi- they've created a consistency that they're going to use going forward so that I'm fine with that now, let's be honest that the real reason, one, people are mad is because he looks like Tom Holland and people are like, lots of people don't like Tom Holland. 
well, Tom Holland Spider-Man, for whatever reason. But also they don't like the fact that they're trying to make it like the MCU Spider-Man, which also is the reason I think they've done it, is because they want their Spider-Man to be recognisable to the mainstream audience, because Tom Holland Spider-Man is so insanely popular. He's the most popular Spider-Man of all Do you time. Really and think I really that's why? And I, and I don't mean that when I say most popular of all time, of course you hardcore fans of the other ones are like, no, he's not, because me and my Circle Joker friends think Tobey Maguire's the best. Well, fact is, his Spider-Man's made the most money of any Spider-Man ever. He's the most popular Spider-Man to the mainstream audience, and that's just a fucking fact. It's just a fucking fact. Even though you and your friends might not think so, it's a fact. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's how it be. Spider-Man Far From Home made billions. M- m- money talks, and no Spider-Man's ever made the money Tom Holland's has made. Yeah. And it's it's what it is. But I do think they... I honestly believe Insomniac or, who you know, it, the, the main brands involved with this, Sony, want their Spider-Man to look similar to the movie Spider-Man because it will sell better. They can put that face on the game and people will think that don't know parents of kids will think that that is the same Spider-Man. Yeah. That I genuinely though. believe this is a marketing pitch to make this Spider-Man look like Tom Holland. It really is. Yeah, I have no problem with that. crazy to me. I have no problem with that, but I'm a conspiracy theorist here, ladies and gentlemen. And that's yeah, why they're, they're doing it. it to, they're doing it to conspire to, to watch everybody. It's going to be great. Yeah. No, they're um, not convinced. It's a I genius move. It's, it's genius. It's a genius I, marketing move. Yeah, I don't care which one way or another, but I feel like if there's one thing that people should be mad, like people have the right to be mad about here, is you know that they've gone from some, you know, they've gone from a rather you know average-looking dude to somebody you know quite quite chiseled, quite you know quite I guess kind of movie-esque, like Hollywood-esque, like just a like Tom just a, de- just a decent, just a decent-looking bloke. I feel like it takes away from that Spider-Man could be any anyone's front, and that's that could be what some people are mad about as opposed to anything else, and I just honestly don't give a fuck. I, I just know just that that's a fair argument. You also see his face four times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the way. Like, he's wearing you a see a grand total of four <laughs> yeah, times. I think, I think my main <laughs> issue here is that, for one, I just think he looks... I liked the unique design of the original quite a lot. And I also yeah. think this one looks... He looks really young. I think they need to age him up a little bit. Like, he, I think he does look quite young, this new yeah. To be fair, to I look one. young, and I'm 25. Yeah, but he looks... Lo- yeah, but he looks younger than I, you. I like, he looks like a look teenager to me. Yeah, I okay. think so. To me, like, when I look at it, I'm like, mm, something's a bit off there, and I think he needs a bit of a change. Maybe a bit of a hairstyle change, too. Um, but... But then he won't I, you look know, like Tom Spider-Man. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't buy Dude, that. That's why they've done it. But, That's but bullshit. James, James, you're saying... That's like insane. Like I said, Naughty Dog don't need the actors of fa- voices and faces to match. You think you're calling bullshit on that? Then what's the yeah. reason they're doing it? Fuck, I don't know, t- man. But, and, and you're, are you... <clears throat> d- you can't deny that he does look like Tom Holland, yeah? Yeah, I guess he does. So you it. think it's a coincidence that they've remodeled the face... And it just so happens to look very similar to the most successful financial movie Spider-Man that is the, also the current yeah, exactly. movie Spider-Man. That's not a coincidence, it's, man. That's it is not the business move. It is the business yeah. move. With the smoke, there's fire. Mm. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, it makes you know, sense. Maybe John Bobbiak was like, I just don't want to come back for the face. Um, well, I'm I'm, done. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I, I, I do also know, feel... Man. I also feel like people are judging this scene based on the scene where we see Peter Parker in a bloody lab coat with um with you know with, with you know bold fucker and <laughs> what did I call him that <laughs> Doc Ock uh yeah no he, he, so we see him yeah. in that scene but we don't see him you know with the mask off like say 
in a Spider-Man suit. We don't see, we don't we don't see yeah, how he, yeah. how we how this how this new face takes into that yet. And I feel like that's a bit of that's a bit of a tough angle to judge from just yet. And I feel like it's a I bit of a wait. weird one to showcase. I feel like you want to you want to be showcasing one where you we see him as Spider-Man, like you know, just yeah. with yeah. The, with the mask off. I can't wait to stuff. only wear the homecoming suit because it's the same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then in cutscenes when he takes off the, takes <laughs> off the, yeah, the mask, he's like, "Oh, look, it's Tom Holland too." <laughs> so yeah. and then like the Spider-Man two, like, so well, uh, we just thought he's the you know Yuri's voice didn't suit this actor, so we've actually got Tom Holland in to voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, or just someone that I sounds the next super similar just, to Tom Holland. I hope the next one just looks like Andrew Garfield. That'd be great. They just oh, change it every so single time. And then they're just yeah. like, ah, fuck it, we'll go Tobey Maguire next. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> just shake it up a bit every yeah. time next week. I, 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 and That'd I think the people are upset and they say, well, I'm connected to that face. I mean, it's a bit... I, I kind of get it, but it's the same voice. So I, I don't know. But I feel like once they replay the game, they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, once... Here it'll grow on you once you're playing the game, once it feels yeah. a bit more it's normal. Just, it's, and like it's I said, we haven't, waited out. we haven't seen this new face as... Spider-Man, yes. really, yeah, have yeah, we? Yeah. We're, and it's we're... got the thing with this as well is that it's Yuri's mocap and it's Yuri's voice. It's the exact same. They haven't re-mocapped anything. It's Yuri doing exactly the same as he would have done. They've just put a new face on it. So yeah. you're going to see all of the, like, uh, the most the most embarrassing thing I saw that someone put on Discord, and I was like, ah, I really want to say something, but I also don't, was um, uh, Evan Falaka, that Spider-Man YouTuber, tweeted out um, about the whole thing. He's not too happy about it, but he tweeted out saying... The <laughs> the original faces like uh, like John's uh, mannerisms and 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 facial movements and all that stuff was like what made it Spider Man, but like he didn't do any of that. It was all Yuri. Like it's yeah. Yuri mocaps it. They just put the face on top. So like mm. that's kind of embarrassing because the original actor there was none nothing of his mannerisms were even in the game. So it's just a bit of a weird one. Uh, yeah, but mm. you know. But I think people will get get on with it better once you see it because it it's going to yeah. be the same. Like he's going to move the same. He's going to look, you know, his facial expressions, his mannerisms will all be exactly the same as they were because it's all still Yuri's mocap. Um, we've just got a different face over the top of that. So I think once we see it yeah. in action, we'll probably engage with it. Uh, and it looks until, way more realistic as well. By the yeah, way, well, is another thing. Um, I guess I guess until then, people people have the right to be skeptical. But um, I feel mm. like they get when when we actually do play it on PS5 and we see this integrated into the actual game, the full game, it pe- mm-hmm. people will be like, you know what, fair enough, yeah, no. And then then as Tyler said, then it's consistency going forward. They can then take the technology and make it more realistic in in that sense and go from there in the sequels or in Miles Morales and stuff like that. And so it mm-hmm. and so when you think about it, if if that other face really was holding them back, and you know they say. Oh, this face is you know we can't really we can't really mocap this character to this face. There's just something that doesn't click. But with this with this other face, yeah, it works perfectly. That gives that gives them more agency to you know move around an obstacle, if you will, going forward. Um, of what if that face just doesn't you know work with Yuri Lowenthal too well? Like you know it, it did work for you know the standards of the PlayStation Four and for what they were doing with uh, the first game. But what what they want to do going forward what if they do need that openness that are more uh, uh, you know a fa- uh, uh, that the face that they've gone with now can provide that the other one can't and also um i will say this the new face has a better trim okay <laughs> a better fucking yeah. trim 
Yeah. I, I know I, don't, I can't judge at the moment because I do, I need a trim myself. But what the fuck was going on with that trim? I don't oh, know. I think there's more uniqueness. He just kind of looks like any bloke from down the pub now. And I just think there's no identity there. I don't know. I feel yeah, like I could I could literally I could go I could walk into town now and I'd see ten of him. I like I just feel like there's yeah. no identity there. And it's yeah, like well, mm, I don't know. Well once we yeah. see that in action. I just I, I, I just think it's it's he looks like fucking Tom Holland and that's why they've done it. I, and I think I, you you think he's not recognizable and all the mainstream audience is gonna see is Oh, that's Tom Holland in a game. Let's yeah, let's buy oh, that. That's terrible. I hate yeah. it. I, I guess hate so. It, so much. it wouldn't. I don't think it would hurt to make him look a little bit not too much, not not too much older, but a bit more, his, a bit more. Like cover Asian his eyes sense. and just look at his bottom half of his face. I'm telling I'm you, it have looks, a look now. I'm have it to looks, find a picture of him and do Tom Holland's bottom half of his face. I'm gonna have a look. New Peter Parker. Cover his eyes. You said. Just cover, yeah, cover his so eyes. You can see his nose oh fuck! Oh god! Oh no! Cover the oh. top of his face. I'm telling you, it's exactly Tom Holland. Oh Christ, man! Do it. You can't do the same it with that guy. Does look like though. him, doesn't it? It really oh, does. Oh Christ, James! And you're telling me that's just a coincidence? Is that what you're telling me? <sighs> I don't know, man. Where's not, the original? Who is this guy? Chance. Not a chance. Not a ben chance. Ben Jordan. It's a coincidence, man. Is the new guy? What does he look like? Ben Jordan. Ah, he does look like him, to be fair. But that's why they picked him, James. That's why they. He. Picked the him. thing is, though, he doesn't look like Tom Holland. Yeah. But the Spider-Man does look like Tom. Oh, Holland. so you mean they edited him to make him look more like Tom Holland in the game? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Oh wow! <laughs> this is a real conspiracy theory. Ah, blimey. James, I just don't understand how you can't accept this. This is. So obvious. Because that's yeah, insane no, it's pre- to me. It's pretty uncanny. It's uh, not insane at all. It makes perfect business sense. It is. It oh, is I a think that makes no sense at all. I cannot imagine a bunch of people sitting in a room and they go, let's change how our main character looks to look like Tom yeah. Holland. And except, everyone went, fucking except, brilliant. Except like, you, you're, someone that, you're someone that you, you in particular, have a very different perspective to a business mind does. You have a very grounded... Um, pure purist perspective on almost stubborn everything you like. Fucker. <laughs> you're and you're also stubborn, and you're also stubborn on that for sure. Whereas <laughs> I'm telling you, you walk in these businesses, they don't give a shit about the integrity because they don't play games. It's their job to make marketing decisions on the games, uh, and they don't play games like you play games, or even the people that play their Spider-Man games. They're not the biggest fans. They their job is to come into work five days a week, <clears> and they do what they can to hit goals and make money. And they've made this decision. Oh, let's remaster. What can we do different? Let's market our Spider-Man to look like the most financially popular Spider-Man of all time, the current Spider-Man in Tom Holland. But he's not the same. But he just happens to look similar. Similar. That's how they're they're all sitting there jerking themselves off to it. They're laughing. They're laughing their way to the bank on this one. There's no doubt. That's about insane, it. though. That sounds like it's, how it could you say that? It doesn't sound insane to me at all. It if you think about it, the reason why it does sound insane to say to, to say James is because you know you know the distinction between the games and the films. You know that they don't happen in the same continuity. They don't happen in the same universe. It, they're different stories with different takes on the same characters. But to to a lot of consumers, they won't have that distinction. A lot no. of consumers will go, "Oh, Spider Man game, let's give it a go." You know, it's a kids, and that's it's all a kids, thing. It's going to be for kids. Kids will buy this, exactly. and their parents will buy it for them, and their parents will see the same looking character as the one in the movies and they're just gonna think oh it's like the movies my son loves Avengers 
My son loves the new Spider-Man movies, and they'll just get the game for their kid. They'll buy a console, and oh, the Spider-Man. That's not like violent. That's not cod. My my eight-year-old. It's not violent. Can buy this. Well, they'll just think that. You know what I mean? They're not going to think I'm buying my kid Grand Theft Auto like some parents do. They're like, oh, yeah. I'll buy. You know, I'll get a console. They can play Spider-Man, and it's like the movie. Yeah, no. I just can't yeah. believe like people would think like that. You, like, I can't believe that you can't. I think can't. That you can, I can't believe that you don't see this. Yeah, I just can't believe that a company would sit there and like just genuinely think that's not mad. Like that's not like I don't a think crazy thing to think, do. I don't think it's crazy. I think, I it think it's more sense. of a. I would a, honestly do the same thing. I think. I would do the yeah, same you know, you know, if, if if someone said we could probably we could cash in on some serious stacks of dosh here, I'd be like, you know what, Pff, fuck it. I don't need integrity. If, if tomorrow you, you, yeah, if tomorrow you hired me an insomniac and asked me, Tyler, you get the final call. I would make the call to make him look like Tom Holland. That's because insane, I'm like because my job. Why? Would be like, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. Do you want to know how much bonus money I'll get when the next game sells fifty percent more copies than the first game? Did? But you'd still be making a ton of money anyway. Why does no, it matter? But no, yeah, but, no, but more. I want more. <laughs> James, you're not exactly unambitious. But this is the thing, man. You don't <clears> think <throat> like that. That's why, first of all, you, you're never gonna run a gaming business. Like, it's <laughs> no, not gonna no, happen. I want to. And, and that's why, when we run as always, you let me make these calls because we'll make. Oh no, money. no, definitely not. Nah, because we'll our audience is too smart. They're too smart for that. They can't be tricked. No, well, when we okay, first of all, the, our audience now is smart. They're the hardcores. Wait till we have all the masses and then the sheep come in and we flock them in um you know yeah nah nah i'm not having it yeah mm. I'm, gonna I'm gonna have to take i'm gonna have to take the higher position yeah good luck with that good luck with not that. having what no the... i'm not having you replacing me with tom holland jared was you know was enough yeah now here's the thing you've already signed the contract <laughs> i have my lawyers draw it up so <laughs> you, you don't get a ah, shit i'm gonna <laughs> come to the office look? one day to do a record a podcast and tom holland's gonna be sitting in my chair and be like fuck's sake man i told you no <laughs> <laughs> uh, James oh, is in the Jesus. contract <laughs> every contract intro- ever yeah, Tom I Holland mean, just British. replaces you at some point he's, he's British so it's fine it's good enough no one will be able to tell we're both like the same height you know yeah yeah true short true. British guy if you short if British you if, 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 if you grew your hair out a bit longer and then spiked it right up maybe yeah, yeah. or not that's what we're that's gonna it. do alright anyway, I guess so yeah that's yeah. That, so that's why they did it. I, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, no, I understand um, why they did it. Of course, like that's that's it's a fair it's a fair business move. I guess I guess there is some form of um, I guess there is some form of insanity in the in the concept of from the gamer's perspective. And I feel like that in the in the end of the day, when you when you're a businessman, you know someone's going to make you a stack of money. You don't care whether or not it's a sane move. If you know yeah. there's a money bag at the end, what the f- who fucking cares? You know, like yeah. not yeah, us. I mean, I mean, I get that, but I also hate it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, might hate no, I, it, I, I but you'll still weird. play it. But it's <laughs> the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Oh, I um, can't believe it until I. Speaking until of I hear working, it. speaking of working in gaming <clears throat> companies, the White Knight and hero of the gaming industry, Jason Schreier, oh, has once him. again come out to oh. condemn crunch time workloads at gaming companies. This that time is pretty epic of them, to be honest. CD yeah. Projekt Red, developers of Cyberpunk. 2077. He loves, he loves going at companies who shoot back, doesn't he? Well, I don't know if CD Projekt Red have yet, but um, he does love going at these companies, doesn't he? He, he does. does indeed. They, ha- it's his they have made a He was hired by it. Bloomberg specifically to work on these types of stories. Ah. So, oh. so he loves it. 
Didn't yeah. didn't he go at Naughty Dog and then Naughty Dog just went fuck off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he went at Rockstar as well, didn't he? Went before Red Dead Redemption Two he dropped. He did indeed. He went at yeah. Rockstar, and then people at Rockstar went fuck off. Yeah, because <laughs> he tries to find these people that will talk. Like he's like, let's yeah. find someone who will say something bad about the company, then I can write about it. And yeah, then the company will well, come back and be like, well, this is actually what happened. These are actual people that work for us. This is what they have to say. And then Jason Stryer's like, no, this one person said you bad, so you bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Gonna... Anyway. Now mm. there is there is a flip side to it all, which I'm sure we'll get to eventually. But what what's he exactly been saying about crunch times with Cyberpunk? Then what's well, my my issue here is, and I like I can understand why people could be annoyed. Also, I think it's just fucking dumb. Like I like <sighs> there's so many sides to this, but the main issue I think a lot of people are coming to is that Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red said we're not going to have a crunch with this development. We 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 don't want to blah blah blah. Uh, and it's come to it, and it's happened. And so Jason Schreier's like, they said they wouldn't, and now they are, and this is what's yeah. happening, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I guess. Which I is guess. fair, I suppose, in a yes, sense. I guess it's fair. Um, yeah, no, you said you weren't going to crunch, and then you had to crunch, I think... and that's... I think that's... I think I, I think sometimes, though, they had to weigh it up <clears> and go, we said we weren't, but I think we do have to, and, uh, yeah, it's going to have to happen. But I don't... If there's one thing... In the thing... Article, even in the article, like... Um, one of the people he was interviewing, one of the main developers, um, uh, said like they didn't want to do crunch, like they didn't. But they've like they've exhausted all other means. Like they they've tried their best, but this they can't is, delay the know, game again. No, this is where they're at, um, and they're getting paid for overtime. And oh, uh, they aren't just well. being crunched on regular hours. Yeah, they're getting paid for their overtime, and they're going to get a big ass bonus uh, at the end of it all. And they get to make one of the greatest games of a generation. What an honor in the video games industry. Uh, but mm. Jason Schreier, the White Knight. And, and I've got questions about this. And this is my conspiracy brain is on right now. My conspiracy brain has yeah, been on since we talked about the Spider-Man thing. Here's my conspiracy gra- brain. And i got a question to you both. Why in the okay. world has Bloomberg specifically hired Jason Schreier to, as he said, write stories about development crunch what does bloomberg have to gain from the video game industry changing and being negatively looked at in this light with crunch work what are they distracting us from ladies and gentlemen that's the question here what else Ooh, are they distracting us question from? Are they trying to make us think about this stuff meanwhile they're covering up other video game industry indiscretions like you know sexism racism sexual assault things like that yeah like we've got big issues in the video game industry i don't think crunch time is our biggest most uh, prominent no. concern right now. No, of course. But Bloomberg um, seems to think so, and so does Jason Schreier, and I got some fucking questions as to why did, that is. Did anyone who did did anyone who spoke to Jason Schreier say outright, "I'm not happy about doing crunch"? Like, did anyone go, "I'm not happy about this"? Like, did anyone say that I to him? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I I haven't read too far into it. I was wondering if any of you two knew. Like, uh, because if I'm... someone's not happy about it and they work and they're doing the crunch, then I think it's fair enough that they, you know, they, they, but in the end of the day, some, I, I guess some industries are just, are just wired for the, you know, in the end of the day, it will happen. Like there, there will be, there will come a time just think where it's... you have to put your back fully into it. And, yeah. and I think that's and part that... of the industry. It's part yeah. of what it is. And people will go, well, the industry shouldn't be built like that. 
but it's like it's one yeah, of the like hardest working industries perfect. out there. Like you're the if you want to be working for CD Projekt Red or Naughty Dog or Rockstar, you've got to be the best of the best at what you do. And people can't be the best of the best at what they do unless you're under pressure while doing it. You don't think like these professional athletes become professional athletes by you know exercising once a month because it's too hard. Like it's too much hard work. You, you th- when you're oh, you working think, at the you top think, of yeah, your game, exactly. you've got to be doing this every day. You're working overtime. You're putting everything into this. You're sacrificing a lot of things in your personal life. That's just how it is when you're working at the top of the top of any industry. And do you I think, think, do you think Michael Jordan had rest days? Do you think LeBron James takes days off work? Like, do you think that happens? Does Ronaldo? Does fucking Israel Adesanya, do they take fucking days off? They don't take fucking days off. They're professional athletes. They've got to do it to be the best in the best. The best in the world to do to be a part of greatness. And Cyberpunk 2770 is going to be known as an incredible game. And it's going to make amazing money. And these developers are going to get paid for it. They're not yeah. working for free. They get named and a part of gaming history. And they get paid to do so. They yeah. get paid for the work. And I... I th- from at least the knowledge that we have of how much they're getting paid, especially what they predict bonuses to be and how much they're sharing with their 1,070-odd uh, employees, it, to me it sounds like fair um, fair mm. pay for fair work. And if you don't yeah. like to work that much, that's fine. Work somewhere else. Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. you just got into the wrong industry I'd, there, you know? I just, or you're working I just for too big a studio, that... too big a project, go work for, a, for an indie developer. I'm sure that pays really well. Maybe they Fucking should use hell. maybe they should use Jason Schreier's face as Spider Man. <laughs> I'd love that. Please. He's such so a hero. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Deep, someone deep fake it so that when Spider Man walks out in that like little reveal clip, it's actually Jason Schreier and he's there <laughs> and he's fighting for the <laughs> for the developers at C D Project Red. Because he and really no, it's not, it's just not, cares it's... about him. It's not the most, like, berating article that Jason Schreier's written, in fairness. He just, you know, they brought, they he, they say in the article about the um, expected sum of bonus money that, you know, $520 million uh, that'll be shared between the 1,079 employees. Mm. So, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it so, is. You know, you're looking at $50,000 a person. Assuming yeah. it's shared evenly amongst everyone. Um which didn't they say something like there was a certain percentage or something like they'd each get a percentage yeah well i'd imagine it also counts on on as well the hours you work as well because i'm sure like there's part-time employees cj Project red i'm sure there are part-time employees depending on the roles and i'm sure those part-time employees are like um are probably getting the same bonus money that um someone that's putting 100 hours um a a fortnight fortnight a weekend which is ridiculous i don't believe anyone is anyway that's so so stupid and unrealistic at all anyway um but you know someone's yeah. putting in 80 60 80 hours a week plus give them a you know bigger bonus of that for sure mm-hmm. so you're saying that the sum of bonus to be spread between a thousand employees is over 500 mil 520 million dollars yeah Mate, I'd fucking sleep at work. (laughs) 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 Mate, mate. I wouldn't Uh, sleep. Fuck that. I wouldn't even sleep. I'd get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then the game comes out, and then guess what? Back to normal hours, hey? Exactly. Yeah. And it's all good. You're getting all that money. Your name is on the credits. You can put that on your resume. Like, oh, look at this. I worked on fucking Cyberpunk 2077. That's huge. 
<laughs> be employed anywhere. It's when Jason you, gets an you email get so from much a, from a, from a, an employee of a game company saying we're doing crunch. He uh, he jerks off. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, he locks I'm his the, office door. A, He's like tells his wife, "Don't come in." I'm yet um, to be blocked on Twitter by Jason Schreier, and I feel like yeah. I haven't accomplished enough that's, in that's my life. That's crazy. That, that is crazy. Yeah. Of all people. <laughs> Yeah. The cursed yeah. one. I, I'm, yeah, that's nothing ever. Nothing ever goes too badly for me. I'm just, I'm just like a cockroach. You just can't kill me. I find yeah, another, I find another way right? to annoy you. Um, it's like a cockroach that everyone just really likes, though. They just don't yeah. know. They, they have I'm no ju- idea. I'm they're ju- like, I'm you're just a, you're just a, like a dog. You're just like a I'm pet just... dog, but really you're a cockroach. That's what it comes. I'm yeah. a lovely cockroach. I don't know why I'm trying to call my friend a cockroach. I don't, you <laughs> said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, my fault. No. No, I think um, no. <laughs> I don't understand why everyone really likes me. Everyone has a right to hate my guts, and yet, oh god, here I am. I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. I think it's because I'll say what I have to, and then I'll be like, "Vdu," and leave people to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also because I'm just who who wouldn't love me? I mean, I'm I'm a fucking narcissist. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> it do be that way. Jesus Christ! Um, I'm the king of this manipulation you. game. I guess. I guess moving on from Jason Schreier and CD Projekt Red, uh, right as the last episode of the As Always podcast dropped, um, mm-hmm. news came out. We'd already obviously pre-recorded the show. Xbox have bought Bethesda. Yeah, Ooh. insane news. James, you want to sort of go over that of what uh, that is for people that may not know, and then um, yeah. we'll, we'll get some thoughts on, thoughts on that. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, recently Xbox, uh, Microsoft have acquired all of the Bethesda Studios, so, like, everything under the Zenimax umbrella or whatever it is. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so you've got all of these different uh, development teams and studios and stuff. Obviously, one of the big ones being, you know, Bethesda Game Studios that have made Fallout, uh, Elder Scrolls, working on Starfield. So that's big. Um, the main, obviously, takeaway from this that we know so far exactly what they're doing is it's good that their games are going to be on Game Pass. So day one, you know, Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be on Game Pass day one, which is huge. That stuff is huge. But what it also yeah. means is Xbox can, if they want to, make these games exclusives to Xbox, which, I mean, obviously would be huge for them if they'd be console sellers. Um, at the same time, I think the public eye, like, the public's opinion of Microsoft would change drastically if they just, like, acquired Elder Scrolls and went, PlayStation, you're not having it. It's ours. It's Xbox's. Uh, yeah. Um, but they could do it. Uh, so I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you, what do you think? I, I don't know whether um, they're well, going to do that. But they acquired um, Zenimax for what? Well, what was it? Seven point five billion. Yeah, seven point five. That, that is a massive number. Like mm. I don't even think uh, Disney bought Star Wars for that much, did they? I have no idea how much Disney bought Star Wars for. No, to be honest, was it like twelve? Billion, no, I, th- I think maybe four. I don't know. It was something. It was around. It was around a similar number. Either way, the point is it's fucking huge. So, so oh, it's yeah, a huge four, four acquisition. Billion, yeah. It's huge news, and you're right. You know, it's come. But the biggest takeaway, the only thing that's been mentioned, is that the games are coming to Game Pass. Now, obviously, mm. Microsoft now holds a bit of a control on what happens with Bethesda games like The Elder Scrolls Six, like Starfield, like all the other ones that people care about for some reason. Um, <laughs> So you get so you get this um position where Microsoft couldn't make them exclusive, but based on what's been said, I 
don't think they will. I think the I think what they're trying to do is they're realizing that Xbox is falling behind a little bit here, and I think mm. it's going to take more than acquiring a company that makes, for the most part, games that would have been okay twenty years ago is going to save them necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But they do make games that sell regardless. So instead of you know making it exclusive and turning people off getting them all together what they're making sure they have is like making sure they have basically a hook on the ship before it sails so they want to make sure that before um you know before playstation properly pulls ahead and shits on their on 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 their i guess couch if you will is they want to make sure that they're going with it they want to make sure that they're being dragged behind it so i don't think it's going to become exclusive no i think it might work out as an incentive to buy xboxes but if that fails now they've got you know now now they've got games being published on the competition as well so then they're capitalizing on both Mm -hmm. so there's there's, well well the xbox's business strategy seems to be their main priority is game pass over their console yeah so This, that what was the true. purpose of buying Bethesda, uh, it appears to be to not sell Xboxes, it's to sell Game Pass. Because what have they been talking about? Mm-hmm. They've been talking about Game Pass. Yeah. So, I think, honestly, their business model is coming clearer PC. and clearer. It's that the Xbox isn't their priority. It was, it was a part of... Uh, I mean, it's been this way for a long time. This isn't actually new, even when Game Pass was introduced. They've, they're moving all their exclusives to Windows 10, like mm-hmm. already yeah, they're is like they they care less about their console in Xbox. I think it's they, becoming they more PC it. Xbox. Yeah. It, it's 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 about um, the cross platform. It's about their their business model is to capitalize on the largest audience possible, uh, and Game Pass on both Windows and Xbox brings a broad audience for that. So getting as yeah. many games on that that service. Mm-hmm. Uh, is how they're going to look to build their business model of the future. It's an interesting way of doing it, but I, the thing I like about it is that it gives you a difference to Sony. It's like, Sony can't do a Game Pass model. They're doing trying to do something a bit similar, but they can't put a brand new God of War 2, or 5, whatever you call it, uh, or they can't put a Rise of the West out for $15 a month straight away. They can't do it. That's not their model. Their focus is on selling consoles and selling big games for a large sum of money and then selling a lot of them. And that works for them. And with that, you get games at a certain level of which Sony's been delivering, which is, to me, the best games of our generation. But that's great that they do that. Meanwhile, for other certain types of consumers that want something different, that are more like, I want lots of games, I play from a little bit, I like variety, I like quick action, I don't necessarily need to be playing a, a 20, 30 hour storyline, I just want to jump in games whenever I want, like someone consuming Netflix, they watch an episode of something or try something out, they're not sure what they want to play, well, they've got all these options. That's what Xbox are delivering, or at least Microsoft, sorry, are delivering, um, whether you have a PC that plays games or you have an Xbox. They're giving you a service that is delivering something different to Sony, which is yeah. lots of choice, quick action, quick um, play, where you don't have to finish a game. It doesn't matter. You didn't spend $100 on a game. You're buying the service. Let's try a bunch of games out. And it's just for a different type of consumer. And if anything, mm-hmm. it's for actually a broader audience of a consumer uh, yeah. on the mainstream as well. So it's actually a business model that makes sense. And no, as a fan of Xbox's past, I don't like it necessarily, but it's what it is and it's a smart move and it's variety. So Sony and Xbox are no longer the same. It's not even a competition. It's they're going for different audiences now. 
Yeah, there is that. Mm. And there's also that failsafe in the games will still release on PlayStation. I don't understand a world in which Bethesda Game Studios games have ever been optimised for PlayStation, but they'll release on it anyway. So it, they'll they'll make sales on you know that eventually as well. So there is that. So they're just covering the bases on that front. I don't think they're trying to compete mm-hmm. with so much anymore. It's just trying to embrace their position in you know the, the gaming industry, if you will. Like they're trying to embrace a position yeah. that 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 does that goes beyond just a console, um, because obviously they've got they can they can make games for PC, they can publish games wherever, and you know get money from that. And you know Microsoft Microsoft will they're not gonna not exactly gonna collapse over you know the, the failure. I don't if their console doesn't do too well specifically because they're not trying to focus on it. Yeah. So yeah. there's so there's mm-hmm. always that so there's always that as well where that well where they you know they're just setting themselves up really to be beyond their console and if you if you think about it as well um i forgot where i was going with this give me a minute if you <laughs> bugger no i know exactly where i was going it's just slipped from my head you know when you have something on the top of, your, of on the tip of your tongue yeah. you're about to say it and then it goes and i'm saying this one i could be thinking about what it was what i'm trying to say is from what's been said anyway by people at Bethesda is that I don't think they want it to be exclusive. They don't want it to be a no. exclusivity, and I don't think Microsoft do either. They said, I think they said something along the lines of um, probably part uh, we of want, the deal we, too. Yeah, you know, we, we want these games to be enjoyed regardless of what you what you play on. So I think that it will, the, you <coughs> know, the games will still come to PlayStation. But I mean, if you buy yeah. like the Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation, then there's something, there's something, there's something not really. Click yeah, because what the, do you yeah, expect? It's gonna be yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just adding the um, that benefit of like the incentive. It's like yeah, I mean you still can. You have the accessibility as a PlayStation Five only owner to play the Elder Scrolls Six. But I mean mm-hmm. you can pay a hundred dollars for it if you want, or you can pay fifteen dollars for it. Yeah, that's up to yeah. you. Just have a PC or a Xbox. Have Game yeah. Pass. Do you know what else you get with Game Pass? All these other games, and you can just switch between. You don't have to finish it's them, just, just play whatever. A, it's a good um, deal, isn't it, when you think about it, with all the games uh, f- that they have. For, for the mainstream consumer that doesn't sit down and play a lot of games, I have a housemate that lives upstairs, Jared. He can't sit and play a game for long. He doesn't have the time. Like he, He's like, I tried Red Dead Redemption 2, I got two hours in and just stopped and never played it again. Not because it's not good, but because he's like, it's too slow for me. I need something quicker. I just want to pl- try things and play new games. Game Pass is perfect for someone like that. They just every week or so they have a couple of hours. They don't have time to invest in these long stories that you need to really be playing every couple of days yeah. for a few hours. Just throw it in there. Let's have a look. Oh, what games are on game? Oh, look, that actually looks pretty cool. Download that. Let's play that um, today, yeah. and then never play it again. But you've got hundreds of games to choose from. It's just yeah, a totally no, different enough. model that has its own audience for it. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's I think, great I think for it's them. As well. When you talk about exclusivity, they've said uh, they're going to ta- tackle it on a case-by-case basis. That's what Phil Spencer said. Yeah. Uh, so I think what that means is, you know, your Elder Scrolls, Fallout, uh, Starfield, those big Bethesda games, studios games, I'd assume they're going to come to both, to all platforms as they normally would. But then you've got other studios like uh, the studio that makes Dishonored or fucking Prey Ugh. or whatever else you've got. Uh, I feel like Xbox will probably use those for exclusives. They'll probably be like, well, the studio that made Dishonored, let's have you make Xbox exclusive games um, and things like that. So, you know, there's th- there's that other sort of section to it where you've got, they have ended up, you know, selling Game Pass through 
these big titles that are still going to come to PlayStation, but they're still going to sell Game Pass. But then on top of that, you've got these exclusives from well-known studios as well. And I think that'll work in their favor too. So there's a lot of Xbox are doing here. I don't think at all this is meant to, because a lot of people, because a lot of people commented on my uh, PlayStation video saying, oh, you didn't wait until Xbox bought Thesda. I'm like, it would not change my mind at all. Like no, Sony is still do. doing what I want. So it doesn't change and, anything. Like and besides, Bethesda don't it's... make great games anymore in my mind. Yeah, so that... it does, just doesn't change anything for me. But yeah. for Xbox, I, look at I mean, Fallout it probably 76. does help. I look at Fallout mm. 76 and think if they were going the exclusivity route, then they've just inherited a problem and paid <laughs> $7.5 billion for it. Oh, man. I would pay <laughs> $7.5 billion for Fallout 76. You know what? So would I, just so that I could, <laughs> you know, issue a callback on every single copy ever. Oh, and then, my God. And then make a massive fire and be rid of that game for good. Oh, God. That is, that, that is one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. But that is how that's bad hilarious. That's Christ. hilarious. Imagine making Fallout seventy six, and then Microsoft buys you for seven point five billion dollars. Zenimax like, must oh, be going nailed it. Yeah. Zenimax must be going fucking idiots. Right, lovely. But now <laughs> we'll take your fucking money, and we'll make Fallout yeah. seventy seven. <laughs> oh no, not again! <laughs> and it'll be Xbox exclusive. Oh god. Wow, Give people sounds... a reason to stay away from the Xbox. Oh, it's just absolutely mental. $7.5 billion. Mm-hmm. That's, that is fuck it money. That is, that is some I, serious fuck it. I do but, think uh, with the whole console war thing, it's interesting the way Xbox are going because it does almost feel like less of a, like there doesn't seem like a war or any sort of competition. Like Xbox isn't trying to compete with, uh, with PlayStation almost the same way Nintendo isn't competing anymore. It's like Nintendo carved out their own audience, and it's like Xbox are doing the same, but obviously on a larger scale because Xbox are going for the the you know mainstream audience of people that play games, but aren't you know the same as what yeah. the Sony people would play. So it's like everyone's got their own audience now that they're really doubling down on, and that's interesting to see. But I also think that it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because competition is always what makes you know some of the best products. So if you've not got yeah. anyone competing, what's going to happen? Um, to each of these things but then you look at nintendo no one's really competing with nintendo and they're nailing it for their audience so um yeah no there's this there's there's room enough in the scene for you know for both sony and um microsoft mm, but you know sure. they, they have always they have for a long time just you know they have competed haven't they and so i think that i think you'll see a lot more of people sort of kicking off but the console war itself when you think about it but until until more or less with the um, with the bloody price announcements, like we're gonna one up you, no, we're gonna one up you, and they became more interested in um, in you know one upping each other than they were actually being uh, transparent with the consumers they were gonna sell the products yeah. to. But beyond that, most of the console war has been fueled by people by by toxic little kids in in chat rooms and on Twitter and all over the place going, eh, my console's better. <laughs> <laughs> And, and piece like, of plastic just, is the best. Just one. sit in the corner and pick your fucking nose and shut the fuck up. And <laughs> yeah, no. So until recently, it ha- the, you know, the, it's been other people measuring their cocks for them. If you know what I mean. And, yeah. And then they went. And then with this, this, this um, marketing campaign for both consoles so far has has been. I mean, you know, obviously there have been points where like, oh yeah, that's pretty nice, that's pretty neat. But for the most part, it's been like, well, okay, great. Now, what, where, what does it cost, and when can we acquire one? Isn't 
and and mm. <laughs> it took them ages to you know eventually give us a price tag and i think they did cut it pretty close to you know the point where it's like well you know you didn't you didn't allow people too much time to prepare and as a result you've now got a lot of scalpers and things who have purchased pre-orders and now selling them for like double triple sometimes 10 times the initial price and so i feel like that the entire marketing of both the consoles in in trying to compete with one another well well i think it's been mostly in trying to in in that little competition there they've sort of they sort of forgot that they're trying to make a consumer product <laughs> and it was so funny mm-hmm. to watch it was from, been from amusing the, yeah it's been a really it, weird because it has been to the console now it has and stuff. It ha- it's the biggest dick measuring competition in gaming history is what it was it was pretty it was fucking weird. massive it's, which it's is been really yeah, weird it's been weird especially because like like it's like we've talked about they're not really even going for the same thing anyway they're no, not exactly yeah. They so what was the, the same point? Approach in, in so why were we games? So, so why are you trying to one up each other with the price? It's just it's just to win that initial release, which I mean, Xbox had no chance. But they, honestly, they've done better than I probably expected them to do. Yeah, they had a shit start early in the year, but they've done they've made a couple of good moves in the last month or so. But Bethes- that Bethesda timing was good. Um, game Pass promotion has been really good, uh, but then they had disasters like Halo. That was a shit show. The name of the console sucks. Um, oh, yeah, oh, can they the, just fucking the name Xbox their consoles Series X. properly? Jeez. It's insane. Xbox it's Series insane. X it's and insane. Xbox Series S. There's so much confusion about that. So many people yeah. Yeah. going out oh, their way God. to buy Xbox One X and Xbox One S's. Is there, is there yeah. a One S? There is, isn't there? there yeah, is people, going, S, out, yeah. people going out of their way to buy to, to think they have to rush to buy them instead yeah. of the next generation oh, because twelve. they're named so, so terribly. Dumb. Here's the thing about PlayStation. that, that This is a disadvantage. It didn't snooker itself by naming its second console the playstation 360 no it's the playstation it's the playstation the playstation 2 the playstation 3 the playstation 4 the playstation 5 and i reckon they'll keep up with that the next one will be the if it goes that way they'll i know when it gets above five numbering things becomes a bit like you know, it starts to hurt your head. But PlayStation nah. Six, PlayStation Seven, they'll just keep going. Yeah, but they'll I just keep iPhone going like tens and elevens. They'll they'll keep going. Yeah, but iPhone yeah, also so... skipped the iPhone Nine. It doesn't exist. They just yeah, went, but fuck it, the iPhone Ten in Roman numerals. Yeah, that bothers me. And then they just said, "Oh, it's eleven now. We're back to normal numbers." Yep. About yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Forget about the Roman numerals. Yeah, we that, don't. Yeah, it's just a normal eleven them. now. Yeah, that was so annoying. But it, can they? Like, there when are. they get to the iPhone sixty nine, can they put it back into Roman numerals? So it's iPhone oh, LXIX, please. Yeah. That's funny, would, right? Because you'd think at some point these companies would have to change because they're going to be going for ages they're going to be making these products yeah either the iphone's going to die or they eventually are going to make an iphone 69 like like <laughs> that's, that's such uh, a weird concept to that. me like is apple well, going to die well, before that I point i wouldn't worry about it because we will we will be dead I don't know. Will I we? don't want to be oh, dead. Yeah, they release, a, they, re- <laughs> they release a numbered a numbered phone every two years, don't they? So it won't be in yeah. sixty nine years. I it'll be in double. It'll be in a hundred. It'll be yeah. Well, one hundred and twenty eight. No, no, one hundred. Oh, that means I'll yeah. never see it. I'll never see the iPhone sixty nine. That is actually really sad. <laughs> That's a shame. That's a crying shame. Oh, I'm not happy about that. I'm not happy about oh, it. God. Um, to to move on. The, I've got a, uh, another controversial topic for you guys. We love them. Uh, okay. So, the news came out. IGN reported that uh, through an internal survey at oh, Ubisoft... Oh. oh, yeah, here we go. One in four employees at Ubisoft have seen or experienced misconduct. How many employees does Ubisoft bullying, have? Bullying, abuse, 
harassment. I think this was this was Kotaku, wasn't it? Was it Kotaku? There was an article. Is that the blanket company? Like that? That is the entire company. Ubisoft. Ubisoft, and that's all over the world. That's it's a massive international company. There's and you know how many employees they have, according to Google. And I don't know if this this won't be this is this probably won't be a hundred percent accurate. Bro science. But but eighteen thousand and forty five employees. Out of those yeah, but, eighteen thousand and forty-five employees, you're telling me that, hang on, the bloody, I don't know, the best part of four to five thousand of them have experienced or witnessed or heard about misconduct within the company. Now that here's is, the, here's here's the thing though as well. How many people did the survey? But yeah, the the point of those surveys is I, to give us a gauge of the of the company overall. You you, you would have thought that maybe you would have thought, yeah, if you take that as like an average, then that that's. We're talking, we're talking thousands. We're talking thousands yeah, of thousands. current of current employees. Of current employees. You're not talking about the ones that left due to this shit as well. No, and a lot of mm. people have left Ubisoft. I like to say yes. that probably the entire employee roster has changed in the past, you know, decade or so. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Um, oh yeah, it's fucking rough. That is uh, a lot. I think it goes to people. show that. You know this that, that it, I mean it's worse than I thought, and I thought the worst because I you yeah. know I've not, I've been giving them so much shit, I've been giving them so much fucking pressure because I want to see change, and it goes to show it's even that shocked me, and I'm like wow that's even more than I expected, and I thought the worst, so that's yeah. fucking that's insane, and I think it goes to show we need to keep this fucking pressure because we need to see major change because that is f- ah, Jesus Christ I, I just don't even know where to go with it. Yeah, like, do you play? Do we all go? We're not playing Valhalla. Fuck them. We're not playing Watch Dogs. We're not playing any Ubisoft game until the change. Or <clears throat> oh, I'll happily like not hurting, play Watch Dogs. Is, is that then hurting the good people that are working for this? Yeah, this that's, company? The, that's like, the problem. With who's doing when? The at what point? Who pays for it? Because at the end of the day, Eve Gilmo needs to fucking go. Hey, Eve. Yeah, it needs fuck to. Fuck you, no. man. You gotta go. <laughs> He's gotta go. Step down. <laughs> be fired get fucked this dude needs to get fucked because you're mm. gonna tell me he doesn't understand or know or he didn't father that sort of culture within the company he's been ceo of for fucking years and years and years fuck this guy absolutely fuck this guy he is a massive part of this problem you, you who's mm-hmm. you've got to take responsibility for that you have to as the ceo for this to happen you can't wash your hands of this and be like i didn't know like That's, we changed, we you especially not if you twenty-five percent of your employees, and you you've got tens of thousands of experienced or uh, witnesses. Even let's pretend. Misconduct. Let's pretend Eve had zero clue any of this ever happened. That just makes him. You not are the most incompetent at, leader of yeah. all time, and you've got to yeah. go too. Either, Either way, way you failed you your go. employees and you failed Either your company. Way. Either way, it doesn't matter. You, yeah, you need to fuck off. You need to fuck off. He's the one I, I want. He's I, the one uh, I want to go. He's the target to me. He's the one uh, I want to go. I would love to see it. I'd love to fucking see it. It's not going to happen, though. I just don't see it happening. I disagree. I think it could happen. I think he's too powerful. I think he's in too high of a position. I don't think there's any amount of shit we can do that will get rid of him. I just think he's too well, safe. Well, if, if Brett could start yelling, fuck you, Eve, at E3s and not, I love you, Eve, that would be a great <laughs> Yeah, that would be incredible. And we'll you know, start selling, he'd get fuck, fuck you, he'd Eve. get kicked I, out. How about, the, how, come- about this, how about this, James? Fuck you, Eve merch for on the Azores Teespring, or something along Ooh. those lines. Some sort of Eve-related merch about like tell him to go fuck himself. Let's spread the movement. Um, fuck, hashtag fuck you, Eve. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> put, 
get that all over Twitter. <laughs> we are the I'm sure. I'm sure. He's, I'm sure he's frequents the place. Maybe you'll get the message. Uh, no, um, he doesn't have Twitter. I've, I've looked. I've checked. You you looked for him, did you? He does. I wanted. I wanted. To does he at least have a LinkedIn profile? No, I don't, I'm sure he has a LinkedIn profile. Surely, let's fucking do that. <laughs> let's find his LinkedIn no, but fuck, profile. But fuck this guy. At the end of the day, yeah. fuck this guy. And and mm-hmm. um, this this survey just shows more and more that he's incompetent. Either he's a, uh, a piece of shit emplo- uh, employer and CEO, or he's incompetent. Either way, why don't we time bring to go. back the we are the Vendi fuck idea? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, it's uh, so many just disastrous things going on in that company this year. And, and I made a video talking about Valhalla's disaster of a marketing as well. Because yeah, that's that been was, a shit show. Like, what an absolute disaster weird. that's been this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, they forgot it's even coming out. It's so weird. <laughs> Normally they're like, you know, from okay like with May forgetting. towards the whole end of the year, they're just fully like, oh, full marketing oh. mode. We're seeing trailers, we're seeing clips, screenshots. There's loads of interviews. So much stuff coming out. Like, like you know, the, I've been covering, I mean, I, I covered these games for such a long period of my life that, you know, I'm so used to how Assassin's Creed marketing goes. And this is nothing like that. It's so fucking Bizarre. weird. Bizarre. It's like for a start, it feels like there's just they've just forgot. They're like, we just don't this game. We don't care about this game. It feels like a side game. It feels like it just it's just gonna sort of come out one day. And it's so weird. Like there is no marketing behind it, <coughs> and that's really strange to me. It's 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 <coughs> mental. It's mental, and it's like <laughs> yeah. they had so much planned for Ashraf to do, and now that he's gone. There's like, oh, we, we don't know yeah, what, no, to, what to do. That now. will we have no probably... Idea. We're totally that, lost. That will probably explain some of it, to be fair. Like, you know, they're, they're obvious, they're, obviously, Ashraf Ismail being the creative director would have been the face of the marketing. He would have, you know, and, and since then, to be fair, Darby McDevitt has been championing it, answering questions on Twitter, doing what he can, basically, oh, to say, his, we've done a story best, here. And I, 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 I have no doubts that the game's probably really, you know, really, really solid. But the marketing has been all over the show because Ubisoft has not been able to get their act together in time and, and work out a contingency. And mm. I feel like if you're going to market a game, sometimes you do need a contingency. What if this happens? What if that happens? What um, if our creative director do, is out for sexual harassment? Can we, can we transcend individuality <laughs> in the marketing and make this about the game, not about the person telling us about it? Yeah. And they did. They didn't exactly. do that. They rode on Ashraf Ismail because they knew that the fan response um, to you know to, to Ashraf po- overwhelmingly Ismail positive, a, which it was at first, was was positive. Mm-hmm. And then it came out that he was he was he was up to some he was up to some you know some some shady no bitch. It was up to no good. Yeah, he was he was he was abusing his responsibility at Ubisoft to manipulate women. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here, mm-hmm. like I was about to. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let's yeah. and fuck that and guy so, too. And so he had to go. Yeah, fuck and then they're like, "Well, now we're in now we're now we're in shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, other than the fact, also from the moment, even even when he was there, hashtag like a Viking. That's been the go-to from the start of the campaign. What that a- bothers me bothers me so much because it's, it's even in the trailers since... where it shows assassin's creed elements <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into the story trailer and we'll have our discussion on things we like about assassin's creed which is pretty simply assassins uh and that's about it strangely enough uh but we'll talk about that in the story trailer late in a second but to keep on this marketing thing like this like a viking stuff like that's all mm. they care about 
this is no longer about us and it has <clears> been about Assassin's Creed for a long time even with Assassin's Creed Origins like you're like the Origins of the Brotherhood you sort of have that but they beat around the bush and played around with that and then Odyssey it's like no we're just a, you were a Spartan you're a magical fantasy <laughs> Spartan this is no longer like a, a science fiction game this is no <laughs> longer like a, a Spartan yeah this is no longer a, an historical sci-fi this is a historical fantasy which is so different so different mm-hmm. uh, and it's shit and Odyssey was a byproduct of that fantasy element and it was shit and it stood you know and shat upon the whole past franchise and now here we are again which I have no doubt trust me I've no doubt from what Darby said from talking to Darby myself that he has put in real deep corrective lore elements into this story there is going to be some really exciting narrative things He's got me excited. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, but I'm talking about well. marketing-wise, who were they marketing this game to? It just makes no sense. It's almost like they're like, this is to Assassin's Creed. Let's not market this game very much. I just don't understand. When did Assassins become not cool? Like, I don't understand. Why is that not cool to people? Like, they used know. to market Assassins because they were like, Assassins are fucking cool. Like, you've got yeah. Hidden Blades. You've got all these, like, crazy... They're so good with combat. They're fucking like masters are climbing anything they're like hiding in the crowd like that's fucking cool that used to be really really cool like with the brotherhood e3 trailer where you've got Ezio fucking going along his assassin recruits taking people down like that was a really fucking cool trailer and they marketed it like that because the protagonist and the concept was fucking awesome but for some reason now they're like no assassins aren't cool they're really they're dumb no one likes them let's market vikings like i just entered a bit of a gimmick phase around i want to say and I love Black Flag, but I'm going to say the gimmick phase began around them with the pirate concept. And it still, it still held on to Assassin's Creed. You had, you, you had some elements of that. You had a lot of elements in Black Flag. But I, the I, 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 think, I think Black Flag is one of the best Assassin's Creed games. No, ever. yeah, for, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, and, and for I'm not saying it's not. I don't, I don't disagree. But, uh, but that's where they started to experiment with uh, what, if, what if this character was something yeah. else as well. <clears throat> that's where that became a thing. And so they looked at that. It worked really well for Black Flag. You know, it's a fantastic game and great Assassin's Creed game as well. Lots of elements there. But that's where the yes, that's where the gimmick started to sort of flow in. In but it, then it they, seeped they, in to begin they didn't with. They do that with the games that followed. That's the thing. But no, I but think that's... it's because though they failed, right? Like Unity yeah, sold they poorly. Them. Syndicate sold poorly. I think that the higher ups looked at the track record wrongly and thought. Well, look at how good Black Flag did. Why did that do well? Assassins are oh, cool. Pirates. pirates are. So let's yeah. do Spartans. Let's do Vikings. People want to see these things. They don't let's, want to see assassins anymore. Let, Failing let's, to understand. Let's do proto-ancient Egypt. Yeah, exactly. It's like a proto-assassin. I think they failed to understand the real reason that Unity, Syndicate, those games flopped is because it's just because of the fact that they weren't given the proper development time and they weren't. They just want good games. That at the end of the day, and that's what it comes down to. The reason yeah. Black Flag was so good is because, yes, it was a brilliant pirate game, and you had that pirate fantasy, and that was incredible. But on top of that, and layered into that, was Edward's incredible personal journey and the philosophical, you know, assassin, Templar war, all of that stuff. You know, when it comes down to it, the creed, um, you know, the first sieve, all of that stuff. It was all so much, like, it was part of the DNA of that game, whilst also giving you this pirate fantasy on top of that as well. It let you live in this historical period but it was all about Edward, it was all about his journey, his redemption, and it was all about, you know, what do the Assassins and Templars mean? What do they fight for? And Edward learning about that as an outsider, and it worked so incredibly well as an assassin story, and it's brilliantly told by and Darby. So, and, um, and so when you think but, about it, the, 
and so when you think about it, the gimmick, the gimmick phase that we're in now with Assassin's Creed, um, it Black Flag was sort of the marker for that. It didn't begin mm-hmm. it necessarily, but Ubisoft misunderstood how they sold that game. They misunderstood mm-hmm. how that they how they presented that game that made people love it, and as a result, they thought, oh, it must be the Viking. No, not, it must be the pirate aspect. Of Vikings in Black Flag? Are you mad? No, it must be the pirate <laughs> aspect. Let's let's do yeah, exactly. Spartans. Let's do Vikings, and afterwards they're probably going to go. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do samurai cowboys, Nazis. You know they're going to go through the lot. Nazis act like a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I want to see that one. Oh, God. Uh, oh god, I'd love to see how they market that one. Um, hashtag like, hashtag a, like a Viking, more like hashtag like fuck off. Oh, oh man, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but they but they go and then like a fucking bolt of lightning. I made this video and got very angry, and a lot of people got angry with me. Oh, that's uh, good. It did well. It did. It did fucking bits. Um, and so many people were talking about it all over social media too like it was it was it was a, a to do and i appreciate the support on that uh but then two days later 48 hours later ubisoft dropped a story trailer yeah with actual you wished it into, you me, wished it into existence man. i wished it into existence but at the same time still more viking than assassins in this trailer yeah but well. there was actual assassins in mm-hmm. this trailer it's a nice yeah, trailer well. though I like, yeah, what are, what are our thoughts on the trailer, Ethan? What I don't, do you, do I don't dislike the entire concept. See, having Vikings there is always a present thing. Having your character rooted in in a culture that exists in some way or another, yeah, you can do that. And obviously, it has the Assassin's Creed elements, of course. Uh, but it does get to a point where you think, how much of this trailer is about assassins and how much is about Vikings, or is it about assassins that coexist with Vikings in this sort of in 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 a story focused on them and i don't want to go into valhalla feeling like assassins are a sideshow but based on the marketing that's how i feel but based on what you know darby's probably said on twitter and stuff like that i'm not so sure i think darby mcdevitt wants to bring the focus back to stuff that's assassin's creed as opposed to as opposed to hashtag like a viking i reckon every time he sees hashtag like a viking somewhere he probably slams his head against the desk like i, I reckon like a I re- uh, <laughs> hashtag what you see hashtag like a viking hash no no he probably no, he probably don't. came up with it you know he probably he was probably the uh, one that came up with it let's it. use one of them hashtag things and then they went and hashtag so, like yeah. a man was too on the nose so. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. oh well, what a goon no um i feel like uh i feel like the the marketing for Valhalla has focused primarily on that Viking aspect, and this new trailer it showed us some Assassin's Creed elements. It it introduced us to a to an assass- to this to this hidden one character that we know his name Basim, um, mm-hmm. and he seems cool. He seems like he could be a fun character. And they showed they released some key art, which sort of is like a little callback to like Revelations and how yeah the Ezio Altair key art where Altair's oh, behind him is like a go- is oh, amazing, so amazing. good man. It's the best Beautiful. key art they've done since probably Revelations. Yeah, oh, it's I like so that. nice. I do like that. It should that be the front art. cover. Why is that it should, not it the should cover be. art? That, I am that key art is fantastic. 100%. It's beautiful. At the very least, I would get a. I and it shows the hidden blade. To have that as the and it shows the hidden blade on the inside of the wrist on Basim as well. I believe that's yeah. Basim behind him. I think yeah. it's meant to be a little so. bit. But it shows it on the inside of the wrist and it goes, you know what? That symbolism there, like we see a trying to make him look as much like Ezio as possible as well. <laughs> I, but yeah, no, but obviously he's got to sell. It's got, it's got to make money. Give him a bit. Yeah. Give him a bit of credit. <laughs> Should have made him see... look like Tom Holland. <laughs> 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 you know! or, or better yet, Jason Schreier. 
Oh, so there you go. yeah. That'd be incredible. <laughs> so there you go. So you've got Eivor with the hidden blade on the outside of the wrist, you know, you know, mm-hmm. above the fist there. And then you've got then you've got Barsim as an, as an assassin, a hidden one, with it on the inside. And it makes me think, could there be a transition journey here? Could there I, be I that? Think that? Well, I think that's oh, what the definitely. point of the story is, right? Like, well, I've the got my... The game, Eivor needs to be, <clears throat> uh, become that assassin and, and see... I mean, my theory from this trailer was... Um, that you go from, you know, he's he's family oriented. He's like um, uh, the Vikings are, and he's got this adopted brother. He has that, you know, he's his older. He's brother. gonna kill him. He's, he's gonna yeah, kill 100%, him. 100%, 100%, oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's no doubt about that. Did you not see? Did you not see the scene in the trailer where um, where Sigurd passes the hidden blade to Eivor, and you see the you see the hidden one staring at each other like. Fuck's sake! This guy's a cunt. Yeah, and, and you just know, and you just know that Abel's going to go. The, the loss of identity as um, as a Dane, as a Viking, um, because he's he's not you know fitting in. He what he wants for his people and his family isn't the same as what the most Danes want. Most of these Vikings want when they go to England, and he's going to see both sides. He's going to see that the Saxons aren't all bad or all good, and neither are the Danes. But then yeah. you're gonna move to this point where he's he's drawn towards um, he sees the corruption in the background on both sides with the Order of the Ancients and the hidden ones sort of make sense to him. I think it's not going to be like an Edward story necessarily where he th- brushes them off or something because like I'm no, too I good think for that. he's gonna he's, grow he's, to he's, actually he, yeah he I think he, into them. I think the reason he won't be in one at first is because he's like, no, I, I'm family first. He's like, I've just got to put my family first. It's not that I don't like what mm-hmm. you're doing. He's like, family first. And and also, I think it's not even going to be a choice at the start like it was for Edward. It'll be the hidden ones are sort of watching him to see if he proves himself. Like, he's not going to be asked to join. He's just They're just going to be like, this guy sort of could fit in with us. And then they'll like later on sort of approach him as like, hey, look, you've seen us. You've heard a bit about us. We think, you know, you're not in so many words but they're going to try to bring him in and he's going to just pull back just based on who he identifies as which is Dane and family first uh, but when he starts to lose all those things and his brother dies or he kills his brother and the corruption behind the scenes that's what's going to be like hey look maybe you guys are the path I need to take this is my destiny mm-hmm. as well yeah. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they take a bit of a a bit of a uh, page out of the show uh vikings which not to spoil anything but the character the main protagonist ragnar lothbrook he's is a very curious character not a not a lot like the rest of the vikings where a lot of them are you know they're dedicated to their gods they hate the christians whereas ragnar's a lot more open to it he's like he wants to learn about christianity and he wants to learn about their god and their culture and i wouldn't be too surprised if eivor is similar in the sense where you know he learns about the assassins and he doesn't brush them off like edward did like now nah, fuck you you're fucking weird he wants to learn about them and maybe slowly by learning about them uh his people end up resenting him because they're like no we just believe in our gods you can't believe in this other you know line of thought with the with the assassins and like maybe he is interested in you know talking to people like king alfred where he learns a bit more about christianity and he's very open to all these different cultures which is a very assassin thing it's all about you know freedom and the uniting of these cultures and all of those things and i think you know if that's how he feels about things and he is very curious and wants to learn then he could eventually you know become friends with various different people around you know around england and and the assassins being one of them and you know what that that is as well and you know what that is as well? That is like the perfect position to create an assassin-like character. Like it's always in a, it's a period of change is usually where Assassin's Creed thrives, where something is changing, something's happening, something historical is going on in the background. But it's all it's all it's all those, and it's up and it's up to you know the character the character sees 
you know, all sides, sees, you know, the folly of it all. And sort of, um, instead of, like, picking to one side and sticking to it... It's a perfect it, time period for this exact story it, you're talking about, Ethan. And, it's the and, perfect time period for it. And you've mm. got to tell a story of openness and, you know, and the the main character as an assassin... Well, as an assassin mindset, shall we say, because let's be real, the, the assassin stuff will probably happen at the end. The mindset... Of, of the character in this time period being open and that is probably what draw, will draw Eivor to the Hidden Ones. We know that it will happen at some point, but the mindset is what will draw the Hidden Ones and Eivor together as, as you know, and to become to become allies at first and then eventually one and the same, if that makes sense. I certainly mm-hmm. hope it's not just at the end. I really would like to play as an assassin for a period of this game, even if it's like three quarters well, in for the love of God. Give me the last sort of section of the game as an assassin. Just, just... <laughs> We'll take whatever God, victory yeah. we can get, Ubisoft. I'm pretty, sure I, I'm pretty sure you could find footage of me on a podcast saying, if this next Assassin's Creed game, I'm not playing as Assassin for the moment the game starts, I'm going to break the fucking disc and my Yeah, console. you did say that. I did say that. And then yeah, here's, that here's, the thing, thing, here's the thing. I'm gonna here's the thing. I'm going to backtrack. Here's the thing. I'm going to backtrack. What if, what if, though, the prologue of this game, you play as an Assassin for like the first five minutes ah, before you play as Avril? Similar to how you play as Leonidas at the beginning of Odyssey, and you play as bloody Templar bloke at the beginning of Unity. Templar um, bloke. They love, we love, they love we doing love, that We love on named Templar bloke. Templar Such bloke, <laughs> yeah. Jacques de Molay's unnamed. friend. Jacques de Molay's friendly Templar unnamed bloke that gets stabbed <laughs> yeah. by an assassin. Love that guy. Yeah. He's my favourite yeah, guy. He's my, my favourite Assassin's Creed character ever. You know, he's, he's, When you're fighting the nails. guy... And he's got a normal sword, and then it goes into the cutscene, and he's just got the sword of Eden. <laughs> it falls to the ground. It's great quality. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Um, but I guess for, for some last thoughts on this Valhalla story trailer, or like the Assassin-esque type things, did it get you at all excited and just remind you of, like, especially that key art of, like, oh, this is what we want art. to see in this game? The key art this is, is fantastic. I tell you what I really liked. And it gave me very much vibes of like uh, AC Two Brotherhood Revelations. Was seeing Avor standing in what looked like some. It looked like an abandoned building, but it was like an yeah. assassin building where you've yeah. got yeah, like no, the assassin that... uh, banners. The assassin and stuff. Yeah, that got me excited oh, that bit. My god! Oh, that was so that was good. like yes, get me this game. It looked you know, so well good. that 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 was how I felt about that. I was like, I, I do yeah. want to play this now. Like, I do want to play this. And you know, just, and, just and, um, and imagine going to Constantinople at the end of this game because that's where oh, could you imagine, like yeah. Basim came from. Like, yeah. He takes yeah. you back to Constantinople and the game ends in Constantinople. Like the connection. I mean, it could you be draw cool, from, but like what would from... be what would be the relevance though? What do you mean? Well, like I feel like there'd be a lot more relevance in going to various other locations. Like you could like I mean we already speculated you could tie in Altair's apple into the story yeah, in some way. Yeah, you could, but what I what I mean is like Constantinople, there's obviously hidden ones there. Um the, the Assassins though, didn't right? take the Assassins didn't take Marciaf <laughs> until like the 10 like the 11th 10th 11th century so it would have been way after this so you can't go to Marciaf in this game at the end it's, just, it's not no but you could accurate. go to Jerusalem you could go to Solomon's Temple but I feel like Constantinople is just as equal because that's where Altair's um, uh, <clears throat> library keys were spread it's where Ezio went like it connects to a lot of yeah things. but this is way before it's any the, of that it, happened yeah yeah no, cool I understand that way, but though. so is, so is going to Jerusalem it's way before any of it happened yeah, well, but if you were to take temple, the apple like, there, though, yeah. if you yeah, were to I give the, put the apple there, because also that would link Bayek to Altair as well, because Bayek's apple is Altair's apple. So if you were to take the apple, you know, that came from Egypt to there, that'd be kind of cool. Um, and it'd also That's be true. like a very Viking thing, exploring new lands as well. I want to like, know what the uh, fuck happened to Bayek's apple. Come on. 
I do want to know. Yeah, well, somehow it got to Solomon's Temple because it's the same. Because all it did apple. was in the end of Curse of the Pharaohs, right? You know that scene ended. It went off with Sutek, and then you could find Sutek's body at a snake den in the That's middle of nowhere apple. without the without without an apple there. That the, sorry, that apple is what I'm, I want to know about. That's oh the right, one. I see. Yeah, what I don't care about the other one. No, guys, that one's got, that one's. My question is, what about the uh, twenty-three apples in the Greek islands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened I reckon, to those? What happened to those ones, guys? <laughs> Well, oh, to, uh, obviously, uh, uh, obviously, Cassandra or Alexios ate them for fucking dinner. That's yeah. what happened there, oh, and yes. then transformed into the gigantic immortal uh, two-piece oh, suit. Oh, yeah, it. incredible. Yeah. That's what I well, want to see. Well, was there anything else you wanted to go over before oh, we wrap? This I did have, up? I did have another thing to mention about yes. the story trap. About uh, it was about Constantinople specifically. Yeah. Is interestingly right. I want to know because it wasn't until later on in assassin's creed lore it was like a few hundred years later i think that the assassins at like found had a foundation or a footing in constantinople so i'm interested to know whether they're gonna all talk about that um because i obviously this has got to be a retcon but what could happen is i guess the templars at some point forced them out of constantinople i'm just wondering whether this is going to come into the story at any point at all whether anyone's going to acknowledge it whether it's in the modern day or anything where they're going to be like oh there were assassins in constantinople before we know there were assassins in constantinople because historically like not historically but in law wise it's you before know, it's they made themselves a few hundred known. years later yeah. that we know well, assassins the ground- were there so if you you got to lay the groundwork somehow, right? I mean, we know they're for, around the Middle East. So and yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, but you can you can, you can do a light retcon well. like that and make it sort of fit. But as long as the, as long as the presence is, they're still you know they're very much so in the shadows and they're few and far between in the sense that there are not many there, but they're there laying the groundwork for eventually what becomes how we know Constantinople to be for the for the Brotherhood. If you know what I mean? Yeah, potentially. I guess you could. I'm just if, you got it. Retcons. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> In the end of the day, ideally they wouldn't wreck on anything. But you know, after after Odyssey, I yeah. you know what? I, mean, after I don't Origin, give a shit. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, and I've said this before, is that Odyssey wouldn't have as many plot holes if Origins didn't exist. In terms of <laughs> yeah, but, the Darius yeah. stuff and all of that stuff, that honestly there'd probably be there'd be no issues other than just like it being a shit DLC. There'd be no lore issues. <laughs> so there'd if be plenty Origins of issues. Didn't exist. So it's Origins' fault is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And Origins bad, and Odyssey good. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, true. Well, um, no uh, context for Pillars having a field day. And Amunet has two tombs, so. Well, you could gather that if the Roman Empire um, was a a strong seat of the Templar slash Order of the Ancients, um, Mm -hmm. they would have continued on in the Byzantine Empire, what remained, and they, you know, were in control of Constantinople from like 300 something AD until 1453 when the Ottomans came. So during, um, Valhalla was the Byzantines, so you'd assume it was uh, in large control of the Order of the Ancients in Constantinople. So there might be hidden ones there, but they wouldn't be well known. They wouldn't have a strong footing. They'd just sort of be a small bureau or group, and they might even work mm-hmm. in the outskirts and countryside around it because it's too Makes dangerous sense. to be in there. Makes sense. Yeah. And there's also as well the potential that there's that tr- transition. Like we know currently, uh, well, not necessarily currently, but post Origins, you've got. Uh, the assassins are working inside of Rome, and I assume they take control of it in some way. But then, when you get to Ezio's time, it's completely controlled by Templars. So there's always yeah. that those shifts back and forth. Yeah, I so. assume I assume Rome is still and, and you know the papacy of 
is still in large control of uh, all of the ancient Templars um, up until Ezio's time. Like for a long, long time, their, their influence there. I'd imagine you don't think that the assassins took control. I feel, I feel like no, Aya's I don't. I don't whole... think. I don't think. I, I think. I'm sure Aya Aminette did a lot, but I don't think that they took control. They of killed Rome. Caesar, though. They did kill Caesar, but how long? Did I feel it last? like how long does it last? Well, I don't know how long it would have lasted for, but I feel like I feel like I mean you could probably find it somewhere, but I feel like Rome was under assassin control for a decent amount of time. Well, not that, even assassin's control, assassin liberation. Like it was just yeah, under not yeah, okay. Templar. Control. The liberation of Roma has begun. It's begun again. Yeah. <laughs> Again, <laughs> no. For the first, I, time. I think they Again should. They should retcon that said. in. The, yeah, yeah, true. In the um, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood remastered two, they should put in um that Assassin's line, Creed Brotherhood remastered two. You're thinking Tom Holland's face, yeah. With Tom Holland as Ezio, yeah. With Tom Holland's face deep faked as Jason Schreier, please. Desmond is Jason Schreier. Ezio is Tom Holland. Ah, bugger! Jesus Christ! Amazing. Well, before we go down the meme rabbit hole, um. With all that being said, uh, Let's not ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching slash listening to this episode of the As Always podcast. Ethan, as always, thank you for joining us. That's um, no problem. You've um, mm-hmm. not only been a guest this year, you've also been a co-host. You're a massive part of the show, as is George, and we'll have the two of you on for Four Pillars show um, to preview Assassin's Creed Valhalla right before it comes out. We'll have our final yeah, th- yeah. sort of thoughts, predictions before that. So, um, you know, be mm-hmm. ready for that in the coming weeks uh and thank you everyone for um listening and watching uh of course we are powered by the great people over at patreon.com forward slash as always um we wouldn't be here without you and for one dollar a month you get exclusive access to the clubhouse podcast the best podcast on the internet there's over 90 episodes you can go and stream at your leisure right now for just a dollar it's 12 dollars a year it's, it's an amazing wow. bargain plus early access to videos that james and i do other exclusive fun perks early access to the cinema and podcast the spoiler cast podcast it's it, there's so much for just one dollar that you can get head That's over there crazy. and for the five dollar tier and up here on the credits at the end of every podcast so to thank those sweet vintage lads we have king richard the third josh duvillier damien olberick avery dobbs cat 94 real cinema colton the cream pie king ballsack 47 casey wood pink flame throne three limistrad murray 5380 ooga booga booga chinga booga tuga booga zluga suga booga pooga booga suga zuga yuga duga Olson, kimisaba gamer cream pie seth sicarius aka kieran henry justin aragon adam sunling has a nice cock t-man or travis krista of oh there's a new one of Krista Sophia Elida. Oh, oh, fuck. Thank you so much. I, it's just all one word, so I didn't know what was words. Yeah, I did the same, and everyone made fun of me for it, but... Oh, thanks. Yeah, Krista Sophia Elida. Or Elida. Yeah, I don't know how you say it. Yeah, Elida, yep. BQ Overlord, The Elder, Son of a Bitch, OG Doggo, Rav Jai, Gene, Joshua Mora, Brian Ford is really bad at Gwent, Josh... Joe, Joe... Joe, the sexy boy Smith, S. Jaws, Emil Catborg, Benedict Clobbers, Furious Coco, Noel Watts, Fishy, Ginkgo Swag, Master Bass, Max H, Luca, Winona Rutter, aka Linty from Destination Wedding, Joe the Lioness Charming, Ass Eating, Coke Snorting, Cat Killing, Whale Fearing, Founded Scarab, aka the First Eagle, Is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Cassassin, The Creed, Nick Miller, Owen Brand, Walshy, to the next page, we have our editor, Josh J. Anderson. Hey, it's fair use, man. Smexy Dork, Gwen Hughes, Evan Brown, Radock, Fat Fuck Cuck. I'm not moving on from Rocket Man. Bleeding Edge 274. Marky <laughs> is shit and gay, and I hate it. Just call me Ben Griggins. 
Alfie Rodbert, Philip Stillwagon, Jack DJ1998, Gimme a Penis, Marcus, aka Blackburn, Frankie Gaffney, Mag, aka the guy who makes his own Assassin's Christmas, Kyle, the Swan Swam over the sea, Swim Swan Swim, the Swan Swam back again, well Swamp Swan, Greenies Weenie, Just Notter, Liam, Andy Cure, the Blue Cow, AC Landmarks, Harrisy, aka Bad Assassin, Alexander, I love you. Colonel Sanders is the best game of all time. Game of Vids, Star Explorer, Rainy Not Sunny, Blake Lloyd, Louis De Leon, Lady Litzomania, Zeke Collins, Jackery also has uh, that word that's hard to pronounce. Tristan Obigfell, Angel of Harlem, Big Dick six 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 nine nine nine, Zeppo Forquin, Josh the Second, Christian zero two one zero, Edgar is doing bits in Tsushima, aka H. TTTP dot yokai. Uh, Morgan Macaque, Isaac Zilen, <laughs> Otaku World 7, these are the new names, Aiden Francis, Tyler Corbin, and Christian Rowe. Thank you, Sweet Vinci, for that podcast. Well, that, that, that took about. I, I feel a lot older now. Yeah, you are older, I just, technically. Um, yeah, and, I, no, I feel um, a lot older. I don't. I don't feel like that. I feel like that took years. That was yeah. that was that was the. It did I, I ran out of you, breath. Yeah. I ran out of breath just listening to you. That was. <laughs> it's, it's what it is, man. The people really do fuck with you with that, though, don't they? That they, yeah, they, they really they do. Put, they really, they do. Put, they really do. Some people just and change you can it fuck to with us too for five dollars or more over on patreoncom forward slash as always. Thank you, everyone. Love you. Yeah, wonderful. Right. Amazing. All right, guys. Um, again, Ethan, thank you for joining us as always. No worries. Um, and James, obviously, thank you for not, you know, being here and not. Um, Thanks for having me on, Tyler. Appreciate that. It's been a blast. Um, and thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We will see you all for Clubhouse next week and in two weeks' time for another episode of the As Always podcast. We thank shall. you. Goodbye. Bye bye.